Hey there, welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for September 2019. And fun fact for you, it's our one year anniversary. And for our one year anniversary, uh, we have a um, whole bunch of awesome things planned, including some amazing sneak peeks at the new movie that's coming out, episode nine, The Mandalorian, and a whole bunch of other awesome news. And we have a special guest, which I'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, my name is Dan, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts, Noma. Hello there. And Ed. hey How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. Is it storming where you guys are? Because it's storming oh. where I am. Oh, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. I only noticed it when I started seeing like the actual flashes. I was like, oh, it's me taking pictures? And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's not pictures. That's lightning. Okay. Hopefully <laughs> they don't uh, hit our Transformers and shut us down for the night. All right, and I'm going to introduce our special guest today, uh, Derek Kohler. Welcome to hey, the everyone. podcast. Thank you. Yeah, uh, so I, I met Derek in, uh, out of all places, Kyoto, and uh, <laughs> in Japan, and it was kind of a, I guess, a destined meetup from a Star Wars. The Will of the Force. Kind of exactly. Will <laughs> of the Force. Um, and Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, you, your job title is the head of social media for Adam, which is the movie ticket purchasing app. Is that right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I run the social media there. And so I, I work, um, with Disney, uh, go to a lot of conventions and events, um, covering a lot of, uh, movie news. Is that Star Wars Celebration D23? So I love the stuff. Um, and I love movies as well. Star Wars is my favorite. Fantastic. We're going to get into some questions here to kind of introduce you to, not only us, but also the, the listeners and see if we can kind of get to know you a little bit more and your interest in Star Wars. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. First question is, uh, how did you first get into Star Wars? So it was about 25 years ago. Uh, my mom is a preschool teacher. And when I was going through preschool, we'd always go to class early. And when she was setting up, she'd play the, the vinyl record of John Williams opening theme from the original Star Wars A New Hope. So that, that music, that soundtrack just got burned into my memory as just like happy memories. Um, then she introduced me to the original trilogy, of course, and I just fell in love with it. All of my action figures, everything growing up, all the toys, bed sheets, was all Star Wars. So it was my mom about 25 years ago. There you go. I, I figure nice. for most of us, it's mostly our parents, I think, got us into it. Would you say? How about you guys? Ed? Uh... Noma? Yeah, no, it was definitely my parents for me, although it was <laughs> it was definitely more unintentional because I think they put it on as a distraction for me. <laughs> Sit in front of this <laughs> iPad. I mean, TV. Yeah, yeah, CRT TV. Well, exactly. it on them. It became an obsession. Exactly. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd say for me, it was uh, family, friends. They were like next door neighbors, basically. And I remember episode one coming on. They're like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is back. Here, we're taking you that's it there was no argument in the discussions we're taking you and from that point i was just hooked nice all right um our next question for derek is what is your favorite star wars memory okay this one's a bit controversial um but it's actually it's december 2015 when the force awakens opened mm -hmm. um i've been a lifelong star wars fan you know i saw um re-releases of the original trilogy in theaters uh when they had the special editions i saw the prequel trilogy all in theaters and then there was that long gap where george lucas said i'm done telling my story there aren't going to be sequels um so i thought we were done and 
And then when Disney bought it up, it wasn't real until the opening theme came on. The opening, like the opening crawl came on and I just had goosebumps. Sitting in that theater, yeah. They could have played anything, whatever the story was, whatever the characters. It was just hearing the theme song and just thinking, we're back, baby. It's Star Wars, it's just new content. So, like, I, I just cherish that. And, and I think that I love the sequels because of that. Like, whatever it is, they gave me more content. They gave me more toys and just more windows to explore the universe. All right. Yeah, I, I feel like at least I share that with you with the, uh, you know, sitting in theater and getting that. It's that, like, sense of pure joy of just sitting in that theater and hearing that theme come on and just enjoying every second of whatever you're watching. Absolutely. Just smiling like a dummy. Exactly. I I loved it. And and largely like they kept us all in the dark. They had a couple of teasers, but when Ray first had that lightsaber, like we were like, Whoa, did anyone see this coming? It's fantastic. Yeah, because I think on the packaging, it, Finn had the lightsaber on the packaging for yeah. most of it, didn't he? Yep. So everyone was like, yeah. yo, he's, like, he's going to be the, the Jedi and everything. And some people were like, nah, nah, he's not going to be it. But uh, kind of try to pull the wool over eyes a little bit. And, and just to see like in canon that uh, Han and Leia had a son was fantastic. And maybe it wasn't who it was in, in, in Legends, but uh, Ben Solo, just seeing it canonically like there is a next generation. There is another Skywalker. It's exactly. just fantastic. Now, did you get spoiled on anything for The Force Awakens, or you're pretty lucky to have not had that happen to you? So I I had tickets for the Thursday showing um, before it opened, I, I guess like the 6 p.m. Thursday uh, preview night. And working in social media, I was working at a GameSpot at the time, and we were doing a lot of promotion for Star Wars I, I posted an article, it's just like a prediction thread or something, and some guy posted in the comments, he's like, I saw an early screening, uh, Kylo Ren is, spoilers, uh, Kylo Ren <laughs> is Han Solo's son, and he kills Han Solo. And so that one, it, it was kind of like blew my mind, because I wasn't sure if it was credible, I just didn't yeah. have a base to stand on, but when I saw it, and when they're on that bridge, I'm like, ah, oh, it's happening. Um, so that one did get spoiled, but... Uh, fortunately, The Last Jedi, I was completely in the dark. It was fantastic. Nice, nice. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like the line of work that we're all in is like, you kind of you stumble upon spoilers sometimes, and you're just like, I don't know if that's true or not. Trolls are out there. It's it's, it's a scary place. you got to just suspend your social media about a week before. Anytime they start those press screenings, yeah. it's just dangerous territory. Exactly. And uh, let's get into the next question. We got, uh, what star wars movie do you like the most and why you know like for nostalgia it's got to be empire strikes back yes that's like that's like the perfect Finally. answer for any star wars fan it's uh it's luke like particularly the moment of luke hanging off the uh the the weather crane oh, on yeah. bespin that's <laughs> and then just getting like kind of um uh, rescued by the Millennium Falcon, that to me is Star Wars. You know, I would always hang on on the um, the play structures in school and everything, just as Luke without his limb, tucking my arm in my short sleeve shirt. So that to <laughs> me is Star Wars. I love you know, that. You got the, the Darth Vader duel. Um, you have just Han Solo in Kryptonite. You have the most iconic lines. You have the "I love you, I know." Um, you have a little bit of a tease of Boba Fett. It's just that Your is a fantastic character. movie. I, I love it. Yeah, that's good. Now I'm I'm disappointed, Derek, that in Japan we didn't actually reenact that scene. Now, if I would have known that, we should have done that. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 which scene? 
the the scene where he has no arm and he's like hanging off the edge of the crane just being oh, like okay. I don't know where we do it, but we should have done. Were it. you thinking I love you? That's I know. Right. I, I love you. I know. Well, actually, now that now you talk about that, there was that one thing where you had to like close your eyes and walk towards the rock. So that would kind of make sense. It's the love rock over in Japan, man. There you go. That's true. <laughs> for a little bit of context in um, the Kiyomizu Temple in Kyoto, Japan. There, there's a, a rock, and about a uh, maybe. 50 meters away is another rock. Straight and ahead, according yeah. to Japanese legend, yeah, straight ahead, 12 o'clock, uh, you have to touch one rock and then close your eyes and then walk with your eyes closed and touch the other rock. And if you're successful, you'll find love. And if you're unsuccessful, you'll be like cursed in love. And so they say um, to love requires a lot of people to help you. And so you have to have people blindly kind of leading you on your way to the next rock. So that could have been Dan. <laughs> yeah, man, it could have been me. That's really interesting because when I was at Kiyomizu, I missed that completely. Yeah, it's it's when you go up to the, like the the normal temple area, you have to kind of mm. divert your path to the left and back a bit, um, and uh, it goes up another separate path where there's like a whole bunch of kiosks and stuff for um, like trinkets and things and like yeah. um, little uh, charms. And then you go up past that, and there's like a little area for like ringing some bells and like praying and doing all those things. And then there's that rock. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe that explains why I'm single. <laughs> oh, Bad luck. You just walk right by the rock. Yeah, yeah, I missed the rock. You just, Maybe just completely... he stumbled on the first rock and then never found the second one. Oh, yeah, exactly. there you go. Damn it, I need to buy a ticket right now. <laughs> Back to Japan, go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next question is, uh, what is your most prized Star Wars possession or item? And uh, what's the story behind it? This is a really tricky question for a Star Wars fan because I love I love all my stuff. I have action figures. I have Lego Millennium Falcons. You know, I have T-shirts oh, and everything. But but I th- I think my favorite and like don't quote me on this, but I think my favorite is the lightsaber I built at Savi's workshop um, in oh, Galaxy's Edge. I'm so jealous. Oh, man. That was that was just um, a couple of days ago. Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I went for my birthday and um, we made a reservation at Savi's um, and I, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to make. I wanted to make like a Sith lightsaber, purple yes. crystal. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. They have this entire like 30 minute experience where you go and um, they bring you into to Savi's and the scavengers teach you about the kyber crystals and, and the force and the will of the force and you construct your lightsaber. Um, and my favorite part about it is it's technically canon. Since Batu yeah. is canon and um, and Savi's is canon, everything that happens within Galaxy's Edge is also canon. So I've got so a canon. So you are Sith now. Yes. <laughs> That's right. You've assembled your you Sith lightsaber. You're your training. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a, a sneaky Sith with, with a purple lightsaber. That's awesome. You're fulfilling your destiny. Did you go with any of like the extra pieces that you can do the like uh, the Rancor tooth or anything like that on the end? I didn't do so. There's there's four different molds that you can choose from. It's like uh, power. It's like power and control is like kind of a Sith preset lightsaber where there's like 16 different options. And then there's yes. more of like a genetic like or, or a generic uh, Jedi kind of like hope and justice. And then there's one that's like more of a um, not inquisitor, but like an old an old Jedi. It's like very natural wood. Um, and then there's hmm. one other one. That is like a very very old Jedi, and so the Rancor tooth is, is one of like the the elemental kind of natural wood. It's kind of like what a, a Wookiee Jedi would make it out of. If you've seen the Star Wars Clone Wars, where, where they're making all of their Jedi's, and then um, 
yeah. whose name escapes me, but the young uh, Wookiee youngling makes like kind of that wooden one. That's what it looks like. And then you can pop a Rancor tooth on it. The Rancor tooth is enormous, though. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw that. It was actually really, really big. It was surprisingly big. Yeah. But what I love about the lightsabers is like photos don't do it justice. They're really heavy. They're like as heavy as like a metal flashlight with two AA batteries in them. They're like huh. extremely heavy. But then the blade pops in and it's very well balanced. And so you can swing it around and it, it doesn't feel like you're swinging around a heavy hilt. It, it feels like you're swinging around an actual sword. That's pretty um, cool also watched a youtube video and and they're shockingly durable like these two guys were just like <laughs> were just like dueling until it breaks and they were going real hard and it it, it can it can hold up some dueling so it's I don't really know if cool I could, for every star wars fan i don't know if i could do that with a lightsaber i spent that much money on at the moment especially with the canadian transfer cost the exchange it's like yeah. oh boy yeah but man oh man that must be so much fun yeah, um, you'll have to go to Batu and make your own. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And if we go, man, we're making videos upon videos. It's gonna be great. Um, all right, that sounds like a, a great item for a Star Wars fan to have, and especially that you made it yourself. That's that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, how closely do you work with Star Wars related content in general? Um, so I've been in social media for about seven years, uh, always in entertainment. And so, um, with Adam tickets, you know, they're, um, they're invest one of their investors is Disney. So Disney oh. like flies oh, us out okay. to a lot of the star Wars events to cover. Um, so I, I'm working directly with them for, for trailer drops, um, covering some of their news and events. I was at star Wars celebration D 23. Um, so fairly close i mean i i don't know anything that you guys don't know like, yeah they don't I, I think they keep everyone in the dark but um i'm usually one of the first people to know and and report on it so that's pretty I'll do awesome. everything for my job and then i'll have like a couple minutes where i just geek out about it that's fantastic <laughs> yeah that's amazing i didn't know that they mm -hmm. were they had a share in uh, adamant tickets but i guess that makes sense now. yeah that's amazing yeah yeah um awesome so that kind of ends our little interview there and uh now we're gonna get into the normal podcast so derek's gonna join us for our force fun fact and our discussion and then we're just gonna round out the podcast and uh call it a day so Perfect. um our next part is our force fun fact ed do you want to take this away and introduce this absolutely and for our fun fact we're hearkening back to the prequels isn't that fun now, guys, your favorite prequel movie moment. And muy, muy, I love uh, you. Oh, God. No, 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 no. So we'll have Derek start us off instead of Dan. We'll push you to the end for that comment there. Sounds but good. Derek, your favorite prequel movie moment, what would you say it'd be? It, it's got to be uh, um, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin versus Obi-Wan, their duel on Mustafar, which, here's a fun fact for you, it's still the longest uh, sword fight. It has the Guinness World Record for the longest sword fight uh, on screen. Really? So, in a movie. I did mm -hmm. not know that. Yeah. I mean, those eight <laughs> minutes you watch over and over when you're on YouTube. Come on, no. That's right. That's it's exactly just seeing, it a, like, there's something about seeing, like, a blue lightsaber against a blue lightsaber. You always imagine it, it's like blue against red, kind of good against evil. But seeing blue against blue was just particularly poignant for me. Yeah. Uh, seeing Anakin, who's the chosen one, versus Obi-Wan, who in my mind has always been the perfect, like, by-the-book Jedi. 
Um, it's just like they were so equally matched. It, it was fantastic. The action was incredible. Um, and just seeing that final like third act transformation, you know that he's be- going to become Darth Vader. You've seen the outcome of their duel in A New Hope and just seeing like them at their prime dueling it out. It's just nuts. I get goosebumps every single time. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Not not to not to poodoo all over that moment. There, there. As much as I do love that fight scene, there's always one moment where it it pulls. Uh, I almost have to like stifle a laugh, because I'm not quite sure why they kept it in. It's the moment when they're in like the. It's the first act, that, or kind of like yeah, first act, second act. Um, and I'm sure everyone knows it if I just say it. There's a moment where they both do like figure of eights in front of each other. Yeah, oh, they're twirling not, their lightsabers. Yeah, yeah and they that don't was connect. for us. Party hard. That, that gif is us. that the party hard yeah. gif. Where they like spinning around, <laughs> yeah, 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 flashing lights, yeah. And and I I remember when I first saw it, I was like, wait, what are they doing? And then it goes back into the fight, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, just showing their fan service, dominance. Man. Yeah, that's true. Just like look at how hard we can swing these things. It's basically T pose uh, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's T posing. Yeah, no, as as I I do agree though. Like I that is definitely my favorite lightsaber fight in uh, in all of the movies so far. All right, well, Noah, we'll go right into your favorite moment then. Oh, sure. Um, so my favorite moment is, I guess, one of the darker moments, because my favorite moment is the Execute Order 66. Oh, and all, oh, And all of the follow... Oh, yeah. It, it's, it comes out of nowhere, <laughs> but it was it was always something that I was curious about is when I saw the... I guess more when I seen the second movie, when it was like, all right, we've got hundreds and you know thousands of jedi how were they all supposed to be wiped out for episode four and then i just remember thinking like when it happened in episode three it's like oh man that actually like that that made a lot of sense to me right you put the jedi in a situation where they're gonna intrinsically trust these clones after all these years they're not gonna expect this at all and it finally explains why palpatine did all this stuff secretly and had everything kind of hidden, right? So he because he didn't want the Jedi to figure it out. So I don't know. For for me as well, I also, I, I, I tend to be a person who roots for the villain when they've got a really smart kind of master plan that comes together. Exactly. So even though I, I loved some of those Jedi, like Plo Kloon was is one of my favorite Jedi of all time. Uh, so watching him get blown out of the sky was was pretty that was, harsh. That was hard for me too. I loved Plo Koon with that mm-hmm. orange lightsaber, man. Oh, yeah, so good. exactly. So good. But. It, but it was just how how it all came together so well um, for me. That always it, it really left an impression with me, and I, I must have watched that scene so many times over and over. I think the one downfall of that <laughs> scene there of Order sixty six is all the other mm-hmm. people on Reddit and like Twitter taking pictures of their like fast food receipts, where it's this is Order sixty six, guys, let's go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. I, I never actually saw any of those. Oh so, my god, uh... it's everywhere. It's it's fantastic, and I guess I guess I was saved from that. <laughs> yes, definitely. That was like a huge, huge thing on social media for the longest time. But oh, uh, thank God it's almost Noma, over. Noma, what does that say about your personality that you love Order sixty six and that you <laughs> love you love watching this over and over of all these Jedi getting gunned down? <laughs> oh, it, it so, probably says it. There's a couple uh, uh, <laughs> psychological issues that are probably buried under that. <laughs> I think I think we've already dubbed Noma the pessimist of our of our podcast and uh it, it's it's amazing he has he has a great sense of humor it's a little twisted but at the same See, time even there even there dan's being kind because at this point i'm like borderline nihilist but yeah I'll take <laughs> oh <that>. my God. <laughs> uh 
It's fantastic. And that's why we keep you around. Would you say you're Darth Nihilus? Ooh. Ooh. Good but one. no, he talks, so if, there you go. Yeah, I just need to make myself sound like a toilet flushing, and then I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to play through that game. One of these days. You gotta get on it, man. I played it's, number one. It's, it's it was okay. so good. The second one, I haven't had the time to get into yet, but one of these days, I'll, I'll play through it. Well, it's Dan, not we a do... very neat story. Yeah. Dan, we do have the time for you to get into your fun fact, however. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I thought I was going last. Hashtag transition works. Fine, fine, okay. <laughs> so, my, my favorite, uh, scene from the prequels. Are you dying over there, Ed? I was wondering how I was gonna put that in somehow, and it worked. That was good. That was good. All right. Um, yeah, my, my favorite uh, prequel movie moment is the Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Maul fight scene at the end of episode one. I remember as a kid, um, I watched four, five, six religiously, and then, like, I thought that's all I had, because I was, when I watched episode one, I was, like, six or seven years old. Um, seven, yeah. Yeah, so, going to the theaters, it was the first movie, Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, and seeing it with my parents and my sister and just like all this new stuff and it takes place so far be before episode four five six like nobody's the same you kind of didn't know at, at that time you didn't know that emperor palpatine was actually um Sheev, uh Sheev palpatine i guess like you didn't know because you just knew him as the emperor right um mm-hmm. and so i remember talking to my dad all the time about like oh like who do you think it is and he's like well like who has? I think his his theories were like, who has the butt chin? Because that's what the emperor has. Oh my god! <laughs> and so that's we would always talk. Giveaway. Exactly. We're like, oh, that's got to be him. But like, it's, it's just the Clark Kent all over again. Episode one in general is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it expounded upon it with the final fight, the duel of the fates, and the tragic death of Qui Gon. The, in my opinion, my favorite Jedi, and the one that's most true to the Force. And uh, Obi-Wan, one of my favorite characters, just his journey and everything he goes through. And now that we've had so much extra Maul content, it just makes this whole fight scene feel so much more. Even though he doesn't truly die at the end of it, I feel like it sets him up for being who he is later on for for Maul. Um, But yeah, episode one, man, Duel of Fates. That music from John Williams, it is... One of the most iconic. You hear that and you're like, nope, that's the Duel of the Fates. I got you. Yep. <laughs> you just know it. <laughs> it's like the one track you know from anything, right? So, that's it. All right. Uh, for me, we're going to take it back to episode three. has to be. But if you guys remember, Anakin lands on Mustafar before everybody else. It's like, no, or two, stay with the ship. And you're like, hang on. No, he goes everywhere. What? Huh. And then the doors to their, I guess, the council chamber for the separatists opens, and he's they're just like, oh, Lord Vader, oh, you're going to save us. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. Us. And yeah, then he yeah. just starts <laughs> brutalizing them all. That <laughs> was... Like, he does it so calmly, too, where he starts, like, you know, that door is going to close. Yeah, he, it's so... This door is going to close. <laughs> so and good. meet my lightsaber. And you just see them, like, free. You're like, no! And he just chops them down. Oh, and he's still he's still adding like flash and everything to it too. So he's still like spinning the lightsaber, deflects one bolt back to the one droid that's in there. Yeah, and it's like okay, yeah, that was easy. But you then think they have like B B two battle droids, you know, like super battle droids or something in there? 
You'd think so. But at that point, he would have just been like, ha. And he turns for, around. For as tragic right as that scene is supposed to be, like, it was a little satisfying. because Because oh. you have all of those, like, the banking and the Trade Federation as, mm-hmm. like, the lead villains who never got that, like, inter- that face-to-face interaction uh, mm-hmm. from episodes one and two. And then you just see that, like, Destroy. behind the curtain, they just get, yeah, tossed. So like, like they're sitting in their room, punished. they're like, yes, we're making lots of money, screwing over everybody. <laughs> oh, Lord Vader, well, you're here to protect. Oh, God. Especially if you if you watch the Clone Wars TV show as well and you see what they try to get away with. And especially oh, yeah. the stuff that the Trade Federation and New Gunray and stuff pull during that show as well. It, it makes it so much more of like a rewarding comeuppance mm-hmm. when you see that scene now. Exactly. And then... The best part, like, because you can't have everything happy-go-lucky. It's episode three. Mm. So he turns around, and then you just see, like, the cloak covers, like, half of his face, but you see the eye just burning with the rage. And I was like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. here we go. If only that's, you could stay like this. That's, yeah, that's when he has his, uh, his like, Sith, Sith eyes. eyes yeah, on. exactly. Yeah, the yellow and red. Oh, yes. They're really beautiful, though. They're actually very beautiful. Right? How could you not like them? Dreamy eyes, yeah. <laughs> uh, can I ask you guys a question? So this sure, is yeah. Mm-hmm. Tangent, but if, like, what moment from Legends or the Expanded Universe would you want uh, to become canonized Ooh. in the future? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, I know mine immediately. Tough. Do you want to know mine immediately? It's so good. Yeah. It's it's Boba Fett coming out of that god dang Sarlacc pit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is where it needs to happen. I've read the, yep. only, the only, like, true novels I've read of the Expanded Universe are the um the mandalorian armor ones where boba fett comes out and it's his like journey afterwards and what he does and it was just such a cool adventure seeing behind the curtain of like boba fett and his contacts and everything and just who he deals with like prince Zizor, Zizor, zizor i don't know his name uh, Shizor. Shizor, yeah. sure uh that guy the falling dude that works closely with the emperor i believe um mm-hmm. and then the head all... of black sun yeah exactly and then all of like the the spider intelligence guy that he talks to who's like basically this massive spider floating in this massive spider web floating through space um and it just it's so interesting to see all that extra stuff that's not related to the force that's not related to you know the skywalkers and stuff it's just bounty hunting at its finest right um and obviously it's my favorite character so um yeah it'd be cool to see him come back and like give Boba Fett a moment, right? He, he's the he's easily like the coolest looking guy in the entire Star Wars universe, and we never get to see him truly in action. In not the yet, not yet, not yet. That's true. What What about you, Noma? Uh oh, this is tough. Uh, my first instinct is is to say Dark Empire, but I mean we do have Thrawn now, so or I guess that's heir to the Empire. But uh, I honestly I think. And I know how impossible it would have been to do in the first place, but just bringing in Mara Jade and the whole yeah. Luke's expanded universe Jedi Order. Yeah. Because I, w- I always thought that was really Wedge. cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. With all, all the guys, you know, yeah, Wedge, Cal Katarn, Corrin Horn, um, all those. Because I always thought it was really cool how Luke picks up the mantle of you know, Yoda's mantle, he becomes the new Jedi Master, he passes off Rogue Squadron, or not passes off, he gives hands down Rogue Squadron to Wedge, so he takes command, and then does this whole thing, and, you know, tries multiple times, and has the whole experiences on Yavin, and all those different things. I, I think that would have been 
even if you, you can't show that in the movies at this point because of how much older Mark Hamill was, at least having set some sort of groundwork, because that was one thing I was extremely disappointed with in 8, and then I understand what they were trying to go for, but just the whole, like, oh, yeah, he tried and failed. He tried once and failed. And it's just, like, okay. But the Luke that I had grown up with has failed before and didn't just give up. You know, he right. kept trying. So that that was a little bit jarring. So that's something I definitely love to see come back if they were able to. I'd love yeah. to see Luke like in his glory days, like yeah. in, in film canon. You know, like there's mm-hmm. I, I try to like Do some smoothing uh, on that differentiate face, like <laughs> the casual Star Wars fans as like have only seen the movies and like how do you explain that Darth Maul is back? Yeah, uh, to like a casual <laughs> they don't fan understand who that. Solo. And then yeah. there's the fan that reads all the comics and watches the Rebels and Clone Wars and everything. And they have a little bit more flexibility there. But I would love to just to see uh, Luke in his glory days as yeah. the master of the Jedi Order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. And I think I heard something about uh, Luke pretending to go to the dark side to get closer to the Palpatine and then ki- trying to kill him that way. Yeah, that's uh, Dark Empire. Dark Empire, yeah. That's what I've, yeah. I've seen pictures of that. And I'm like, that would be a really interesting storyline. I don't know yeah, how cool he, it was he, in the expanded universe, but it sounds pretty interesting. It was pretty good. It it was really interesting because it gave Leia a chance to get into the spotlight because, yeah, mm. he tries. He's like, I'm just going to pretend to go evil. doesn't go over as well as he was hoping. Yeah, he, he goes uh, evil. <laughs> yeah, he might accidentally, he, yeah, suddenly falls, and then Leia has to, to redeem him, and she makes her own lightsaber. Yeah, because she's a Jedi that's a whole cool the thing. EU, isn't she? Yeah, right? Yeah, so they I actually, forgot about that. They built... Yeah, there's a whole thing where Luke was training her and trying to get her in, like, in tune with the Force. So she has a yellow lightsaber, I think. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. I got to choose uh, Force Unleashed. I love oh, that game so, so good. much. <laughs> Galen Merrick, Starkiller, and the only, Eclipse, and Proxy. Like, the only problem with that I, is how, game, like, how universe-breaking that would be. Yeah. 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 That's like, the only oh, how did the Rebellion but, start? Was it Rogue One or was it Force Unleashed? Will not that's know. the only they, thing. They even use Sam Witwer's like, likeness. I'm like, yeah. boom. Oh, perfect. I know. You Sam Witwer. Perfect cast who's like enormous in the Star Wars community. Just like even any mention that he exists somewhere else in a different capacity, but mm-hmm. like Galen Merrick, I would love that. Yeah. And I love yeah. Juno. Juno's amazing. Yeah. Um. And the droid. What was the droid's name? The one that could like Pro- trans- proxy. Proxy. Yeah. Yeah. And his ship. Oh my god, that was a beautiful ship. They had some really good designs in that in that game. They did. And at that point, I just want to see worlds collide, where it's like, hey, Ramcoda, meet Kanan. Oh my you're god, the same yes. character. Yeah. 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 It's like this is you because you're blind and you're the you're the Jedi guy. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. That's you. Just want to use older and more bitter and didn't have a toilet girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> that we know of, Noma. That we know that we, of. That's fair. <laughs> or as you like to call and it, also, the hot toilet. In my head, yeah. can, it, you know at the end of the game how uh, after Starkiller, Galen Merrick dies, how they use his family crest as the uh, the rebel yeah. insignia, like the rebel logo? That mm. in my head canon is like still still a reason. It yeah, not just the starbird does. from Sabine. Yeah. 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 Mm. Though... Sabine was a pretty cool character. Definitely one of my favorites in yeah. Rebels. Um, Ed, did you tell us your EU? I would say, see, mine kind of branches off Noma's uh, mm. in the extent that the book I Jedi that had Corrin totally Horn yeah. in it, one of, uh, one of Luke's pupils and what he had to go through in his story is like, you know, you're not everyday Jedi in the spotlight out of him just trying to be the best he can be and him coming up with the dual phase lightsaber 
where that was the interesting tactic from there. But I really want to see something like that. Yeah. If anything. Who's the... What's the name of the... I can't remember the name of the... Kip the woman that he... Oh, yeah, oh. Kip Durham. But the woman that he teams up with as well, it's like something Frost? Uh, man, it's been it's been years. Anyway. Yeah. Because that was also the one with the weird ties that had the 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 engines of Y wings. Ooh, that is weird. Yeah. That's that's a terrible idea. Y wing engines are terrible. Yeah, it was real <laughs> weird. Um, Make a fast ship slow. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna yeah, say when that, you that when you said I Jedi, all I can think of is like Apple re- releasing like a VR lightsaber thing, like an attachment that you can use with like some sort of like headset. It's your I Jedi lightsaber. I'd throw money at that. I would too, man. I would too. Um, all right, let's get into um, what the podcast is about, finally. Ed, <laughs> see you again, buddy. Absolutely. Now, oh, we, before we do that, yeah. we got to end with the Force Fun Fact. <laughs> tell them how they can <laughs> tell us their Force Fun Fact. Yeah, so after listening to this, if you guys want to share your fun fact with us and what you think your favorite prequel movie moment was uh just contact us on twitter um that would be at a voice force pod and you can use the hashtag force fun fact but now we get into what the podcast is actually about and this show we've turned it from a new show more into just a general discussion uh, about anything from new releases to video games tv shows comics books movies general news uh, board games and miniatures, events, and any sort of news that re- pertains to the Star Wars fandom. All right, so if you want to figure out how to contact the podcast, I'm going to hand that over to Noma, and he'll let you know how. I'm, I'm going to keep Sounds that awkward good. silence in, guys. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody loves a good 20 seconds of silence. It's just like, who's supposed to talk? Are you supposed to talk? Who talks first? Do I talk first? You talk first? <laughs> how, how, how do we do this? Yeah. yeah the, the glamour of showbiz. That was it's perfect. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a whole bunch of ways that you can get in contact with us. Uh, the first is through our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got our Twitter, which is at voiceforcepod. If uh, you can retweet our episode tweets, it does help with growing a listener base and is super appreciated. We've also got a Facebook, and that's facebook.com slash voiceforcepod. And you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Reviewing helps with the visibility and would also be very much appreciated. And if you missed any of that or that was a little bit too fast, no worries. We'll repeat that for you at the end of the show. You can also subscribe for free for the latest episodes as soon as it releases. Pretty handy. All right. Thank you, Noma. Let's get into our discussion topics for today. Um, this one hits pretty close home to at least us three. I'm not sure. Derek, do you play Republic Commando? Or sorry. Have you played yes. Republic Commando yeah, and Battlefront 2? Yes, anyhow. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been a while, but I, I used to play Republic Commando, and, yes. uh, and I love Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's fantastic. That's good to know. Um, so Battlefront 2 is coming out with a new um unit for the uh republic which is yes the republic commandos from the game republic commando if you remember we have boss fixer scorch and sev and uh basically they're just bringing that character model into uh battlefront 2 you have the 
the vibro dagger thing on your wrist. You have your DC-11M, and you have... Uh, what else you got? You got the grenades, I believe, is a useful item that they uh, run around with. And it's basically this this uh, class is supposed to kind of counteract the droidicas that they brought in for the separatists. It's kind of the same okay. type of unit. Um, but I think the, the one thing that I really enjoy about this, and it's such a small detail, but it's the DC-17M uh, is uh, when, you're sh- when you're shooting it in Republic Commando, um, if you guys remember way back, it's an old PC yep. and Xbox game, whereas basically like the competitor with Halo is kind of what I thought of it as back in the day. Yeah. Um, it's a first-person cool. Star Wars game where you run around and kill aliens, basically. Um, kind of felt like Doom, too. Yeah, it's like, like Doom. Yeah, yeah I, could, I could see Doom now that you say that. Um, and when you reload your weapon, you pull out the cart- like the the um, the charge pack on the side of the gun, and you redo it. you put a new one in like a magazine of a, a gun in real life, right? Um, and in the game for Battlefront 2, instead of them just um, uh, releasing the steam off their blasters, like the heat off their blasters, they actually pull the cartridge out and put the new one in, and that's their recharge. Just a small detail that just makes the, the class, I think, super, super fun to play. Um, and just the look. I'm hopefully, I hope they have skins for these guys. If you can get any of the original Delta Squad members skins, people are going to be running around oh, with yeah. Sev and just That'd be assassinating so cool. everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be good. What do you guys think of the Republic Commando class in Battlefront Two? I, mean, I just love their helmets. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Ollie. I, I just love how how they like really closely resemble the uh, Mandalorian Crusader helmet. How they've kind of got that T on that face with the bright blue, just like shining visor. Yeah, just like like they remind me of the more elite version of um, the Arc Troopers from. Is it Gendy Tereskovsky? Um, Tereskovsky. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the Clone Wars. Gendy, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Gendy Tereskovsky or something? Yeah, yeah it was the, like this short one. series. Yeah, the 2D one. Yeah, do you remember the ARC Troopers there? How they yeah. had that, uh, the LAAT with like the, the, like the mouth and all the teeth on the front and everything, mm-hmm. and they just looked really badass. Um, oh, yeah. these to me are like that elite um commando so they just look sick they look different and they look just durable the the one thing I've, i forgot until you mentioned the visor was in the game was when when you got up like close and personal and you like stab something you'd have like the guts and blood like spray onto your like visor and then it would like the the visor would self-clean with like a laser shield thing it would just go across and just vaporize all the the blood on your visor to clean it off Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that detail in the game, but good memory. It, it yeah. was a nice little throwback for sure. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, how about you guys? I would say just the fact they brought the DC-17 in for them was—it's a big thank you, especially if it has that ammo counter on the side as well. Like that was one of the few things where I, you could feel so damn elite in yeah. uh, in Republic Commander. You're just like, oh, I know I'm I'm like a, like two maybe two more rounds left in this so you'd burst those two off and just like rip it off right away without even oh it's got an auto reload or anything like that it's like no no i i know my i know exactly what i'm doing here <laughs> nice yeah it's it's gonna be an interesting uh play and they have a new game mode that's like a four-player co-op um oh yeah so i'm not sure if they're gonna be doing like a you could do four players online co-op and an offline pve kind of 
mode? Pretty much. I hope. It's, it's going to be Capital Supremacy they do it for first, I think. Yeah, I saw only. that. It was like one mm. little change in the game mode, but I hope they do like, you can form up as a squad and do Republic Commando things. Like, just make make a little section of Battlefront 2 just Republic Commando, please. <laughs> With a little bit of a story. That'd be nice. Um, I got to interject it. there. Before they do that, please, Galactic Conquest, thank you. Yes, Galactic Conquest <laughs> is all, yes. I've, all I want in this game. Oh my god. I forgot about that where you just go from planet to planet. Oh, yep. Also, Love if that. they could if they can make space to planet combat, that would be fantastic. Just some small things. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they teased that, right? In, they did. Uh, the leaked footage of Star Wars Battlefront 3 for Xbox 360 that they never did. got released. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That was so cool. Actually, oh, fans I think ported that as a mod to Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, um through like the Steam Mods workshop, I believe. Okay. So you can actually play that mode if you wanted to on one of the servers. Um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, any other did, final thoughts? Did you hear that the uh, the leaked plot of Star Wars Battlefront Three, like the um, the the original version, uh, was about a dark Obi Wan. It was like Obi Wan gone bad to the dark side. I have never heard oh, of that. No. no. That's yeah. Interesting. It was nuts. I would have loved to have, like flesh that out. I think that'd be really interesting. Oh my goodness, that would be so cool. What finally broke Obi Wan? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Just seeing, just seeing Luke die, that would just break him right there and then. Well, I, I just love to just be Obi-Wan, just hanging from, like, rafters and dark corridors, dropping down on clones, being, hello there. Yeah, hello there. <laughs> just cutting yeah. them down, like the, dark, like the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. boy. That'd be great. I thought you were going to oh. say, I would love to be Obi-Wan sitting in a desert hut by myself for years. And I'm like, good for you. Good for Baby you, man. Sitting. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the next thing, the Sith Trooper. Um, now I think there's some controversial, controversial opinions about this, and it seems like some, we have differing opinions on this podcast as well, but, uh, the Sith Trooper was announced as an action figure. I think it was the first kind of sneak peek at it, um, for the Black Series figures. And, um, it's basically your first order Stormtrooper with a little bit heavier armor, it looks like. The armor is like a crimson red, and it's got some line detail to it that is interesting, gives it a little bit more texture to it. Um, and the really interesting thing that Noma and Ed brought up to me was that they are force users of the dark side, which is or, or really interesting. To a certain point. Yeah, it, mm. it's, it's not super, um, not super clear on what they can do, or w- is it going to be similar to you know the the force slaves that the the Emperor's Guard were, um, just kind of like mindless kind of force beings that the emperor created or if it's going to be something entirely different like you know uh the inquisitorious kind of thing um but what do you guys think of the design of the sith trooper and what they might be able to do what do you think uh derek we'll start with you if i'm being honest i'm going to be a little critical of them because i i think we got the crimson red from the praetorian guard in the last jedi yeah and i think i i always like whatever star wars news comes out i go through several lenses of just different um like levels of star wars fan and i think this is going to be really confusing for a casual star wars oh fan. yeah so i think they're going to mistake them for the praetorian guard and i think f- for the more hardcore star wars fan the word sit like tacking on the word sith to the to troopers is uh very confusing I think it's like, are they part of the First Order in homage to the Sith? Or are they are they a special uh, order of First Order Stormtrooper tasked with potentially protecting the, um, 
the Death Star ruins and maybe Palpatine, however he comes into the Rise of Skywalker. But I'd be disappointed to see the, the Sith troopers not have lightsabers, not engage in melee combat. It, it's almost confusing to me that they have blasters. So, I mean, we'll see, but I'm I'm a little critical on them. Okay, okay. I Honestly, I, I hear you mm. 100%. When I first saw them, I, I looked at them and was like, oh, cool. Now they come in red. Yeah. Um, and then, then plus in the article that I had read where it was talking about their powers, it basically just said they use the dark side to aim better. <laughs> if that's the case, that's that's pathetic. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I was just like, take okay, off your helmet, man. Cool. Just take off your helmet. Yeah. So at that point, you're just a less cool Death Trooper. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that they can use it for more stuff. It'd be really it would oh, be interesting no, to see. I know exactly mm. what they can use the force for. That would make it so much better. Oh God, what is it? Force stasis. Uh, oh my God, not... would not be game breaking. Oh boy. Well, I mean, they already got Kylo Ren. He can do that. So I and mean, Cal uh, Cal Katarn, I was gonna say uh, Cal Kestis from uh, Yeah, Fallen Order. Oh yeah, because he's super. He's gonna be super important in the sequel trilogy. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Never know. He might show up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be weird. I'd I'd more expect Ezra or Ahsoka to show up before him. Basically, um, uh, Derek, we were, we were talking. I don't know if you uh, heard the episode, but uh, we were talking about Fallen Order, um, and uh, basically we were a little bit critical on like how Cal can use Force stasis to just like freeze an Inquisitor or like the um, uh, Purge, yeah. it was Purge, 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 Purge Trooper, Trooper. Yeah. Um, to be able to do that in combat. Uh, it's a little. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're used to like the the Bloodborne type games or like Dark Souls where it's. You're, the hack you're, and slash. Exactly. Like you're in it, you mm. screw up, you're dead. Like it's it's pretty yep. good. But I don't know. Well, what do you think of it's also it's also just like I enemies that I can freeze don't really seem that intimidating. That that was I completely I, agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It feels like yeah. more of a video game mechanic than it does like a canonical Star Wars mechanic. Exactly. I mean, Kylo Ren, like I completely understand because that makes him really intimidating as a villain. But seeing this as like a more common or available force power almost takes away from the coolness of it. It almost has like that cheap factor, you know? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's like a cheat code almost. And yeah. I think the one thing that we were a little critical on was that when he used it against the Purge Trooper, it wasn't like a three or four second like stasis. It was like ten seconds in the trailer or like the the mm-hmm. gameplay footage. So we're like, that's that's a little long to be able to do that, right? Like you could hack yeah. and slash away at this guy for quite a long time, get a huge like um head start on on damage but uh yeah yeah back to the sith i mean (laughs) yeah i mean we'll see what they do but at the moment i'm much more excited for the knights of ren than i am sith troopers definitely absolutely Mm -hmm. ed how about you man yeah see now just from what disney's doing it looks like they're just reaching into the pot and grabbing sort of whatever uh how do I phrase it? Old and like just old and legend stuff that they can kind of use. I Bane is just canon now, but in his story, like with um, there's a battle on Ulibor, and they go into a little bit about like the troopers working under the Sith, and the reason they found Bane is because he could use the Force, and he was the one who was just like, oh wait, I'm blinded by a flashbang. I can see everything clearly still. What is this? <laughs> Oh, I don't know about this mystical power, but I'm gonna shoot the things. And he like hit everything like within five seconds with blinding accuracy, and everybody's kind of like, "Oh, you're a legend, mate. What was that?" And then all the Sith here, and they're like, "Hmm, 
hmm, <laughs> we want him. So it seems like at this point they're just taking that first idea from it and just being like, oh, a trooper who can use the Force. Why not? So, again, kind of kind of cheap. Hopefully that wasn't the reason or the mm-hmm. idea behind it and that there is some actual viable point to them being, you know, included at all or mm-hmm. the, the need for the change or the new, if, if any at all. So I'm as, still curious yeah. on the fence for it. As long as they don't turn out to be Phasma. Oh, yeah. That same kind of like, look at them. They're so cool. They can do any. Oops, they're dead. It's Boba Fett, basically, where it's like, he looks so yeah. cool and then dead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd also Boba like Fett. to add uh, one more like lens at which to view the, the Sith Trooper is like uh, Disney, who who's like kind of um, in charge of, of manifesting this story, is also in charge of merchandising it. And like, they're, they're also driven by dollars. So for every Disney Star Wars film, they've released a new called like Stormtrooper variant that they could sell collectibles off of. Oh, so at first it was the, the first order, um, just regular Stormtrooper. And then in um, in Rogue One, it was the Death Trooper. And mm-hmm. then in Last Jedi, it was Praetorian Guard. And then um, in Solo, it was the Mud Trooper. So there's yeah. always like some kind of thing that they can sell, Funko Pops, action figures. Anything to merchandise, they man. They have this like, yeah, this newsworthy moment from releasing one variant of one like henchman bad guy. Yeah. But yet it's an SDCC exclusive. There's articles about it. blows up the internet. So they're very, very uh, shrewd at merchandising. It's kind of like Porgs. I love Porgs. Porgs feel like Star Wars, but... They made a pretty penny off, yeah, off just finding something factor. really cute and yeah. adding it into the movie as just like a background character. I think another thing too is like the kids' costumes and merchandise, like all those like yeah. costuming things, uh, make a huge Halloween like boon for them for sure. Um, Absolutely. Um, the other thing that came out with the Sith Trooper was the uh, Sith logo, like the symbol they have for uh, the Sith. Um, and the symbol that it has on the figure, if you go down to the Hot Toys, like, really nice figure, I don't know where they saw this logo. I'm trying to find it on the character. Maybe it's just on the box. Uh, bottom bottom left, right where it says Sith Trooper. Oh, right at the bottom, like, the plaque? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And there's, like, a logo. It's, like, a circle, a red circle with, like, a diamond in the middle that's red. But there's, like, two trapezoidal kind of figures um, that are white that kind of carve into it. Um, so it's got... I guess if you took like the rebel um, starbird kind of logo and like squished it and made it longer and then surrounded it with like a red ring, it's kind of what you're getting here. Um, more angular, but uh, not much to go off of here. But like, do you like the Sith symbol? I'd never really thought about the Sith having like an actual um, logo, really. It just never really occurred to me. But I guess they're an organization back in, um, you know, before episode one stuff. So what do you guys. Think of that symbol. We'll start with Ed this time. For this logo, does anybody else get any kind of Star Fox uh, feel when you look at it? <laughs> oh, it does kind of look like the gray fox. It, it, it's at least like the, the front part of it. Yeah, it's a big uh, diamond. Really, I can just see the tail kind of. But um, <laughs> interesting enough, as it goes, where. I want to see where, like, how it ties into it. Like, oh, yeah, it's the source and the light and the dark. It's like, okay. But up to this point, we've just been doing light against dark. What what, what made the sudden shift where everybody's starting to think, hey, uh, the source, like, just the source of it all, where 
unless in one of Ray's books or something, there's something about the son and the father and the daughter at this point. Yeah. From um, the Clone Wars? Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Definitely agree. How about uh, how about you, uh, Derek? Uh, I, 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 I'm looking at the symbol, and it's interesting, but it also feels very new. Like, to me, Sith is like an ancient order. It's as ancient as the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and and I like seeing the new Jedi Order symbol that they actually canonized on screen on um, the texts there on Octo that that Ray had stolen. Yes. Um, that just felt more natural. But I don't think I have as much of like an attachment to the symbols and the insignias of the Sith. But seeing this introduced with the Sith Trooper, a uh, a new like Stormtrooper variant that I'm already skeptical about it. I, I don't see this like it doesn't resonate with me. I don't like. It looks almost it, too if, first order. This got. Yeah, if this got released with like a new, like a new, um, uh, like Darth, I don't know, Bane, Darth Nihilus figure or something with that insignia, I'd be like, okay, this is badass, this is legit. But the fact that it got released with, you know, just seemingly another stormtrooper like Pawn henchman, it just doesn't hold. It doesn't scare me. It doesn't hold a lot of credibility to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I look forward to being uh, surprised by it. I, I look forward to seeing how they fit it. Um, the insignia into the movies, but you know, I see it. It is what it is. I'll wait to see it on screen. You see Emperor Palpatine just come out in like this like b-boy jacket with it on the back. <laughs> well, it already kind of looks like a pose, right? Like somebody's got their hands up, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty good. How about you, Noma? Uh, I'm I'm with Derek on this. If uh, if this had come out, if this had just been the symbol of the First Order, then I would be like, yeah, you know, it's interesting. It it almost reminds me of a more sinister version of the Rebel Alliance logo. Um, so then it would have been really cool. But yeah, it's exactly that because it's coming out with a trooper that I'm already kind of blasé or kind of, you know, not really interested in yet, at least. it It's just kind of there. I'm also kind of curious why the symbol of the Sith incorporates the light side, if that's what they're going for. Because that seems a little bit odd to me that you'd have your enemy on your own symbol, but I mean, who knows? They might explain it in a way that makes sense, and I'd be fine with. But yeah, right now it's 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 kind of odd. Yeah, it's interesting. I I think the one thing that I was thinking about while you guys were talking was like it'd be interesting because you said you know if it was like the first order logo that'd be kind of cool, but I I'm I'm definitely getting a republic like um um. Wow, I'm blanking on this. The rebellion vibe um, mm. from this logo. Like, if this was the resistance logo, I think that would fit yeah. more. It looks like a resistance yeah. logo. Like, it's it's the starbird evolved into a more you know arrowhead shape, mm. um, which kind of makes sense as the resistance was trying to hunt down the first order, right? Like, it just canonically it would make more sense to me, just the way mm. it looks. Um, but I don't know. That's just a, a shower thought, I guess. Um, no, I mean, there's legitimacy there because it, it also helps that red is typically the rebels' color, right? Exactly, yeah. If, if this was in white or, I guess, blue, then it'd be a little bit more empire or black, I guess. Black, but, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as red, it, it does kind of yell rebel before Sith. Definitely, definitely has that, has that vibe to it. Um, now let's get into the really awesome stuff. Um, now, 
have you guys seen the episode nine sneak peek from D23? That little trailer they dropped. Wait, I must have missed it. What, what was was there anything Derek, shocking man. at the end? Or I can't there... believe it. You, you were there. You didn't even see know. it, man. What's going on? Yeah, I closed on? my eyes. I, oh, I must have blinked. Is there blinked. was there new footage released? I think there was like three <laughs> seconds of footage or something. Um, but yeah, uh, Ed, have you seen it? I watched that on loop for like a week straight. Nice. It was so 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 good. Yeah, there's uh, there's some oh, there's one part of that trailer, the one <laughs> part of that trailer that excited me more than anything else. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, but I, it's something that I don't think any anyone or you guys would expect me to freak out about. Oh, interesting. There's one part that made me. Okay. There's one part that made me very very happy. That's good. And you'll understand as soon as I start explaining it. That's fair. Yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with all the things they dropped in that like sneak peek. And they were they were really, um, really coy at like it's not a trailer. It's just a little bit more footage. It's like, why not just give us a trailer, man? Like, the first like half of it is just like it's it's a nice like saga flash forward and flashback. Recap, kind of. Yeah, but they do that for like the majority of it, and then they give us a little bit at the end. It's like ah, come on, just drop that trailer. Drop it, that trailer. it was enough being in that room. Though, oh, I bet. Like, it makes it so much better. Just losing it. I think <laughs> yeah. I just oh, saw. It was enough. I think I just saw what we all know. Yeah, we. I. I remember, uh, Derek, when we were at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, and we finally were, we weren't at the, we weren't at the <laughs> at the main uh, like panel for the Episode Nine trailer, but we were out by like the Star Wars show stage. Yeah, and we were just standing there with a massive crowd of people, and oh. it was just like. I turned around to Ed as soon as Palpatine started laughing. I'm like, dude, what is happening? And the whole place just went up in like in flames, and everyone's like screaming and shouting. It was great. <laughs> oh my god, it was fantastic. Yeah, it just, with that with energy. the voiceover of no one's ever really gone, and then oh, you just yeah, hear yeah. the cackling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a such a. Were you in that room? I was in that room. Yeah. What What did you think and, when as soon as Palpatine just like as E. McDermott just like walks on stage? You're like, Jesus. Oh my god, what's well, happening? When I heard it at first, like in the trailer, I, I didn't really believe it because like it's so subtle yeah. that that I'm like, they couldn't. Right? How would they? Like, so my mind was spinning, and then Ian McDermott came out. He's like, roll it again. Yeah. <laughs> he just mic drops and walks away, and then, like, that really confirmed it for me. But That's good. I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I really don't. Do you guys think we're gonna see um, Darth Sidious in his like? like in his physical form or are we just going to see like a force ghost kind of mentoring kylo or pulling kylo to the dark side what do you guys think uh i think that he's going after ray at this point just from watching this in terms of how easy would his manipulation be of her rather than like kylo who's already so headstrong at this point that's that's really interesting because like like, everybody knows he wants power right Mm mm-hmm and Absolutely. It, it's for the, I guess for the sake of just having a twist where it's just like, all right, we're going to push this progression or it's like, oh, Ray saves the day, but wasn't really because she was still out for her own gain at this point. Yeah. Ha-ha. And the end of the Skywalker saga ends up with just a dark side winning after all kind of thing. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, yeah. no, Disney would never do it, but it'd be amazing. It's it's interesting to think about and just think like, what is, is Sidious's plan? Like, because he, he sent the 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 remnants of the empire out to the unknown regions and they've been out there forever and then the first order shows up out of nowhere is like the first order came out of the ashes of the empire but did palpatine have a second contingency to keep the empire alive 
you know, because there was really no guidance with the First Order from what we know of so far. Um, right. There's a few, you know, higher ups that were still alive when the the Empire went out to the um, unknown regions, and they've been there for like thirty plus years. And then they come back, but it's like, what what's happening? Where did all this technology come from? Where did these ships come from? Where did all these people come from? Right? We know that they took kids from places and stuff, but it's so many questions, and I feel like. Every time we get a new trailer, it just gives us more questions to think about. Um, right, right. It's it's good. It's good. I'm excited to see what Palpatine's like master plan has been this entire nine movies. Um, I feel like it's going to come to like a an amazing uh, conclusion for everybody. Here's one of my predictions, and I, I have like this. I'm just kind of this is all conjecture. I, I don't have any. Uh, insider information but i truly think wink, that we're wink, gonna nudge, see nudge. <laughs> <laughs> i think that um we're gonna see force ghosts of Ooh. almost every jedi we've seen from uh from the prequels reprising their roles yeah i think we'll see plo Koon. i think we'll see hayden christensen's anakin yeah i think we'll see um ewan mcgregor's obi-wan i think we'll see qui-gon again I think that there's going to be either force ghosts or something, but I think that like in the physical realm, it's going to be Kylo and Rey dueling uh, on top of the Death Star runes. But I think that there's going to be this like force ghost spiritual aspect of all the Jedi are with her in her corner. And then how about um, like so the I'm really Sith? Interested. Do you think that maybe I'm like Vader? See, yeah, what the what the Sith looks like. Do you think there's going to be like what a Vader, uh, of like an Anakin force ghost and a Vader force ghost, like split personality? I think or is that I, over? I think that Vader is redeemed. I think that I as think so of Return too. of the Jedi, like even though Kylo holds on to the helmet, I think he's holding on to a relic that like has already been redeemed. It was thrown into a, know, uh, yeah. a Jedi funeral pyre like after he honorably died. Um, so I, I feel like Kylo is kind of using selective history. <laughs> yeah. Um, from Vader, but because he, does, he but never I, met his grandfather, he just has this right this like fandom and like fantasy about who he was and what he did. Right, right. So I think we're going to see, like, they've teased, it's like a really satisfying conclusion. They've also teased uh, a couple months ago that it's going to have a lot more ties to the prequels than any of the other sequel installments have. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that, like, Hayden Christensen has been showing up to uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yes, I think, he has. Two years ago, uh, and then Celebration this time. He's kind of been on the press circuit for Anakin, and no one really knows why. I think that like with Ewan McGregor and the Obi-Wan series coming up. Um, I think they've kind of got their ties on all the big actors. I think they're going to kind of pull this moment, this almost Avengers Endgame moment of everyone coming out of the portals. I think we're going to see everyone we know and love. With the final, with the final movie for like the, the yeah. Star Wars Skywalker saga. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If, if there's one thing Disney's really good at is they're like, they can get anyone to return and they'll give us satisfying conclusions. So Definitely. I'm looking at like an Avengers Endgame quality uh, end to like an era end to this saga. And, and I think they're going to pull all the punches or they're, they're not going to pull any punches. Nice. Um, let's talk about the D23 sneak peek then. Um, now that uh, Ed, have you seen it? Oh, yes. Okay. Just finished watching it while we were talking there. Fantastic. But, um... Since, you're, huh. since it's fresh in your mind, what stands out to you in that uh, D23 sneak peek? Which, before we start talking about it, I just want to say there's enough in this sneak peek that I feel like some people might feel it might be spoilery. So if you don't want to listen to us talk about what's in the trailer or um, talking about the trailer in general, the little sneak peek, 
Um, I would fast forward. There's going to be a, a chapter marker in the show notes. You can just tap that and it'll just jump ahead. Or you can jump ahead like I would say 10 minutes or so. And uh, you should be good. Ed? The Armada has arrived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which which one? Oh, man. Which one? He asks me. The oh, old boy. Empire one is like... Mm-hmm. The only one that matters, my friend. Yeah. All those Star Destroyers just boom. There's rows upon rows. Oh, my God. Did you notice that they're all Imperial, not First Order? Yeah, they're not First Order. It's yeah. pure Imperial. Like, like, oh, man. Somehow, okay. It's just somehow, if Thrawn is at the head of all this in any Could you imagine? Capacity. Oh, my God. I didn't think about that. I haven't read through Treason yet, but oh my god. Please finish it. I don't want to be doing that. that In the Star Wars celebration, they had this like giant mural of all the Star Wars um, films like interconnected. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, they were all in live action, but I thought it was really interesting that they based Thrawn's... like likeness to Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that so was interesting. It would yeah. be insane if we got Pierce Brosnan as Thrawn in live action. In episode nine? I think that would be crazy. In episode nine. If they did episode that nine, that would blow everybody's minds. Mm. Yep. Especially he, with all the marketing that's gone on with him, with all the books and everything that have come through. Yeah. Everything with Rebels. Yeah. The, the only thing that would hurt me a little bit there, um, I'd love to see Pierce Brosnan as Thrawn, but... I, th- I think his name. I think it's Lars Mikkelsen doing the Rebels mm. voice for Thrawn. Yeah, you'd have to have him do the voice. It's oh, great. so perfect. And if 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 those Star Destroyers come out of hyperspace, and you see like Thrawn, like or just the Chimera bottom of one of those Star Destroyers, and then you see like Thrawn, like zoom into Thrawn, and that music from Rebels, his theme mm-hmm. just playing, like that piano. Oh my God, that would just send chills down my spine. <laughs> that'd be amazing um what do you guys think about the um the rebel mini fleet or the resistance mini fleet so that this is actually the part of the trailer that excited me the most the resistance part yeah because there are i don't know if you noticed there's two ships in the background there are resistance y wings and resistance b wings in that shot is there mm-hmm. yeah and yep I am so, so happy that there are Resistance Y-Wings now, because as people have heard me say multiple times on this podcast, I hate the Resistance Bomber in Episode 8. No, yeah. it's, the design it's of it, one of, it's just a terrible one of design the, for Yeah, it's just combat. one of the worst designed ships I've ever seen. No offense to the person who made it, it's just, I think they were making it with aesthetics in mind, but that bomber doesn't make sense in a space fight, why would you show the the most vulnerable part of your profile to the enemy, right? The part full mm-hmm. of bombs. Yeah. So I, I think they went for aesthetics over uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They went for aesthetics over functionality. Exactly. Yeah, functionality. Whereas the Y wing makes a lot more sense. It's a lot sleeker. It shows a, a much smaller target to the enemy, and it just makes more sense to have a fighter-sized bomber, in my opinion. I think the one uh, thing I'm I'm looking forward to in this little mini fleet or like mini squadron, mm. or should we say, alphabet squadron? Oh, I, no. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that too, Derek, but we just don't like the 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 title alphabet squadron. We were talking about how we could try to petition it to be like Arabesh squadron. Um, yep. 
yeah yep, yep. oh my god it just it just sounds like a kid book but yeah this is, it's a it just joke. It, it just sounds like i'm about to eat spaghettios yeah oh my gosh. <laughs> i'm sure it's a great book and i have the audiobook in queue for my uh, oh yeah my it's, listening. it's alexander freed yeah alexander freed does some good stuff yeah um but the a-wings man the a-wings look how many a-wings there are yeah <laughs> it's one of my favorite rebel ships um just the maneuverability and, and the and the sleekness of them like you said mm-hmm and it's just it's it's gonna be good to see that old rebellion kind of squad mix going into it. Especially, hopefully, this will be the first time we ever see B wings in combat. Because in Return of the Jedi, we just kind of saw them. We didn't actually yeah. see them fighting. I didn't realize, but there's also a shot in this where right after the Rebel thing, it shows you like the the front ish kind of view of the Star Destroyers, and then it like flashes mm. to the bottom of them, and it shows you like all these rows fallen back so far upon the horizon mm-hmm. i just did i didn't mm-hmm. notice how many how many star destroyers that was oh my god yeah like let your little rebel band go up against that or <laughs> ed it looks like you've attempted four there too what if the rebels one. are using the imperial star destroyers against the first order <laughs> see here's my theory on that well i can't tell you because you haven't finished treason yet i have not I cannot say it on here. Okay. And once we're finished, I will give my entire theory. Basically, as to there's some star destroyers can... out and out the unknown regions, possibly with uh, some some peeps. I can't. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm assuming it was partly one of the reasons with my whole like, oh, your moment from the prequels or from the from the legends that you want to see and they're kind of doing something already that i wanted to see so again it's in treason just okay. please anybody who that. hasn't read read that read it it's on my list read man it. that's i'm finishing <laughs> up queen shadow first so i gotta get through that um next scene derek is there anything you wanted to bring up about any of that stuff uh i i think we're moving along to to the uh most shocking thing of the d23 sneak peek I think <laughs> yeah we, we're like we can't we can't go without talking about Dark Ray. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What whoa. do you guys think? I'm, I'm on a completely different page here. The most mm-hmm. amazing thing out of this trailer so far is C-3PO with red eyeballs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this, Instant this, kill mode. This, 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 this C-3PO yeah. is not C-3PO, guys. This is Triple Zero from the Dr. Afra comics, and I am excited oh, to surprise, see every surprise. piece of this. Come on. So if you if you watch the D23 sneak peek, you know how it shows C3PO with his glowing eyes and then like literally the next shot is this giant laser destroying yes. a planet. Come on. Like, I'm assuming that's C3PO, right? Could you imagine <laughs> planet killer? Yeah. He's just like coming up. It's he's safe like to assume that that's C3PO. That scene with yeah, C3PO just... quick is like him he's kind of coming up on like a chair almost like Darth Vader is when he's in episode 3 at the end. Um coming up from that table and I'm like, "Oh my god. I need some like triple zero matrix in c-3po having some like weird like <laughs> like sadistic vibes going on but also like proper protocol droids like mixing those personalities together that would just be intense but uh yeah let's get on to the the dark ray like what what is happening <sighs> what is happening indeed oh god um you know what for this i honestly okay you've thrown your gambit you have my attention deliver i i think there's three possibilities right there's possibility a it's uh, a clone of ray like a dark mm-hmm. clone possibility mm-hmm. b it's a force vision similar to what luke had on dagobah in empire 
uh, or it's possibility three where it's like it's real and and I don't think it's real because I yeah. mean I, I think about like we Star haven't Wars, had anything about Ray uh, from from like a Disney perspective like it's still owned by Disney she's like in this the, like Disney princess adjacent kind of field of definitely. like a role model for heroine. young women yeah a heroine and and I don't think that they're gonna make her evil for more than five minutes of screen time. So I think it's got to be a clone that she defeats, a la Captain America Endgame, or like a Force Vision. I you think, think it's Force like Vision a, is probably the most likely. Might be like a clone that Palpatine kind of jumps could into. Be. Could be, yeah. That'd be interesting. Or it could be Palpatine himself. That's what I'm thinking. Like he's he's basically in that body, right? Just a, a cloned body of Rey, because like she's so strong with the Force, right? We saw that in Episode Seven, um, and just being being able to do all these things that she was not even trained to do. It is unreal, right? So I feel like he would be like, "You are the vessel that I need," um, and somehow have a clone of her. I don't know how that's gonna work, but yeah, I think Vision, maybe like a Kylo Vision, being like yeah. jealous um, of of Rey and all of the things she can do, and the the fact that she has Anakin's lightsaber that's you know made for him. He's destined to have it in his opinion, um, and now that he's kind of trying to get to that dark side, having a vision of like Rey being this dark-sided figure and like doing it properly and he's not there yet i think that's going to make him more frustrated and that might be a good way to you know knock ben down a few notches um absolutely but it's interesting like the lightsaber is is similar to the um temple guard star wars temple yeah, guard from the, rebels like the force pike right yeah like they had like the dual blade lightsaber that when you like flicked it out it had like the same kind of mechanism to make it a double bladed lightsaber um if you think back to like the episode of Rebels where Kanan goes into the temple with Ezra and they each go their own way and he fights the temple guard that's actually the Inquisitor um, character, that's that same character's lightsaber is like the same, like, um, I don't know, like kickback action that the that Ray's lightsaber seems to have. But yeah, what a drop at the end of that trailer, though, eh? with that the dark ray. It's like, what what does this mean? So. I had a physical reaction to watching that. I was just like, oh my gosh, like my, my entire body. I'm like, oh, please, no. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then I think about like, like they're so good at cutting these trailers. Like what if they cut The Last Jedi with that one scene of um, when Kylo is recounting uh, Luke Skywalker trying to murder him with his lightsaber on, the red eyes trying to murder him in his sleep for The Last Jedi. Yeah. Like what if they had ended a trailer just on that scene? Right. But that was such a small scene in the entire movie. So it's it's enough to like cause conversation, get a lot of press pickup, but I, I'm really interested to see how substantial Dark Rag will actually be to the film. It could be, be it could be that amount of time. It could just be like a vision. It's like that's it right there. I know? think so, but I just I hope they make Funko Pops and Legos and posters. I'll buy it all. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, yes, I love her design. <laughs> Dark Ray's design is really interesting. Yeah. Um. Are you guys ready to head into the Lego leaks for episode nine, Force Friday kind of stuff? Let's do it. All right, Derek, do you want to start us off with this? Because you're the one who actually brought this to us. We, I think we heard about it, and uh, you're, yeah, you're the one who's kind of more the expert on this one. So uh, Force Friday, October 4th, it's, it's actually triple Force Friday, so they're going to be having merchandise from um, Star Wars Fallen, Fallen Order, um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and then of course The Mandalorian 
Um, we were able, like they leaked for maybe a day. Someone had uh, leaked screenshots of all the box art for the Star Wars Mandalorian and Rise of the Skywalker Lego sets. Um, so we can just kind of describe them here. Um, there is, for the Mandalorian, there is kind of an Endor-esque looking ATST uh, that comes with the Mandalorian minifig. So it's really interested it's really interesting to see that, you know, the Mandalorian takes place post Return of the Jedi. So what happened to all these decommissioned ATSDs? I guess we'll find out. You know, it was in the Mandalorian trailer, like a quick cut of it, but um looks to be like a smaller set, I'd say probably about thirty dollars or so. But it comes with that coveted Mandalorian minifig. So that's an easy pickup for Yeah, it looks like you got the chrome a, like a Mandalorian fan. Yeah. And that ATST um, looks like it looks vicious. Like it doesn't look like a normal ATST. It's got like red on it and it's got like these angled eyes and all that kind of stuff. Like it definitely looks reclaimed. Yeah. It doesn't look like a uh, an Imperial ATST. It looks like someone had taken the body and then maybe like gone to a scrap a scrapyard or something and then put their own legs on it. So it looks kind of aged and customized. Is that two uh, tubes? Kind of a vehicle. Is that two tubes uh, minifig? I can't make that out. It looks like it. It, it kind of does look like it. On the far I'd end. be really interested to see him him come back. Partisans, <laughs> the partisans coming yeah. back with these ATSTs on Endor, just like going and massacring all these little Ewoks. Like, what be... are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be horrific. Uh, the next set that leaked is, of course, um, the Millennium Falcon. And this is the third re-release of the Millennium Falcon since Disney <laughs> has bought uh, the Star Wars license um, for Lego. So we had one for The Force Awakens, one for Solo. And then this is yet another Millennium Falcon. Um, all different. pretty standard. The, <laughs> the only, the only detail of note here is the circular satellite dish is back from the Millennium Falcon. So, mm. assuming that this is a reflection of the actual movie itself, looks like we're getting rid of the rectangular satellite dish on the Falcon. Circular one's going to be coming back. I think, um, and that this comes is the fourth, with actually. Is it a fourth? Because of the ultimate collector's edition one. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah, about that. That was like an eight hundred dollar American, American dollars like amazing millennium falcon with like all the different rooms and stuff in it yeah that was ridiculous can that, can, that is nuts can i be um, heard that the lasers are coming out of the wrong part of the falcon are they though because <laughs> i think those are the lights it. i think those are the lights with the lasers um, coming up from underneath are they that, that looks way too far apart to be coming from the turrets oh they actually no, they, they could, could be, be they could be torpedoes if they were torpedoes then i don't know where torpedoes come out on the falcon maybe so that I could see, but because yeah, it looks like it's coming out of like the front, like mandible, the one. Yeah. But I think it's it looks like it's a little off, so it might be coming out from just below that. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that'll be a good set. It comes with the uh, older Lando Calrissian minifig, Chewie, C three PO, and then um, Finn in his new uh, return, um, the Rise of Skywalker outfit. Yeah, it's really cool. It'll be a sweet pickup. I, I thought um, Lando was Maz Kanata for a second. <laughs> Yeah, just from how far away it is it looks like Maz Kanata I'm like oh Maz is coming back thank god something she can do something like actually be in the in the movie she's, she's awesome I love mm-hmm. her so much Peter, I, I just want more of that character I know she has they, a very they, comforting feeling to her they didn't give her much screen time in the second movie I'm like oh come on give us give us something I you know, know? Um, okay, moving on to the next set is it, it looks like a resistance Y wing, so it doesn't look exactly like one of the uh, the, the rebel Y wings, but it has the same body. Um, it comes with Zori, so that that'll be a really sweet new minifig, uh, and Poe Dameron. So as um, 
as Oscar Isaac has teased, that Zori and, and Poe have some history together. So they're going to be in the same Lego set here. That really I did not know. That's an interesting twist. Their plot line play yeah. out. Yeah, it's like an old an old friend of Poe's. Interesting. Okay. Um, so moving on, we have a small, like one of the cheaper sets. I'd probably say this runs uh, $20 US. Uh, it's an A-Wing. Uh, comes with, with Snap. Um, and yes. Lieutenant Connix. So that's really cool. Got some um, uh, Temin Wexley we in seen, here. I don't think we've seen either of them in Lego form. So it's really cool for collectors to, to add those to the collection. And just the A-Wing kind of looks pretty classic. It's got the uh, green and white. Um, but that'll be a sweet pickup. You know, they're, they're putting the A-Wing, the Y-Wing. I hope that they re-release a B-Wing somewhere in here, but get our entire... Oh, yeah. uh, Arabesh squadron in here <laughs> there you go there you go could you imagine <laughs> if, if <laughs> temen wexley or snap wexley gets to be like the next a-wing hero in battlefront 2 i would play it all the time that would be, awesome. <laughs> be fantastic I feel like greg grumberg is amazing screen time yeah greg grumberg mm-hmm. does snap wexley so much justice it's fantastic um and so we've got a couple more sets we have kylo ren's shuttle so we've actually already had this released as a lego set but it looks a little bit bigger it's one of those premium um first order sets that comes with kylo ren uh and then the first order or the the sith stormtrooper so you get the, the red little minifig there and then mm-hmm. two of the knights of ren so yeah, see the knights of ren collectors there like if you want the vehicle you can get it cheaper in, in a previous set but you got to get these minifigs so that might be an, an ebay pickup for me individually yeah <laughs> uh. um we've got the uh ray on uh pasana so she, she's like, there's a speeder chase here, two smaller, I'd say like maybe $40 US uh, price tag, two small speeders, comes with Rey um, in her new white Jedi robes, um, a couple of First Order Stormtroopers and a little BB-8. So it's nice to see that they have a Rey minifig in like a, a smaller price point uh, set because for the for the last um, for the last Jedi on Force Friday, the only way to get the Ray minifig was to buy the uh, the first order AT-AT at one hundred and fifty dollars US. Ooh. So it was a really expensive pickup. Jeez. I'm excited to grab this one on Force Friday, October fourth. Nice. nice. Um, so that's kind of it for the Lego recap. It, it's the... going to be good, you know. Um, I I think that none of the sets really. Um, are like must buys in terms of like the ship models. They're all things we've seen before, but the minifigs look like good redesigns. A lot of the yeah. the heads are the same, but the torsos are custom printed, um, the legs as well. So I, I'm really excited for this. I'll be grabbing a couple, a uh, couple of the sets on October fourth. Nice. I I think the the Y wing is really interesting because it has like an angular Y wing look to it, not a round one, like yeah, the normal Y wing does. So I think that's a really interesting change to like even just like the body of it a little bit um the one thing that we didn't mention that uh we have seen here is the yoda oh my god he is terrifying <laughs> he's he's got those, those 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 empty spots around his eyes oh my goodness that is just some terrifying he looks stuff. like a uh yeah. demonic furby version of yes like, a yoda. like if you took the if you just if you took the skin off of a furby if you skinned a furby and just like put it out and made it green that's yoda that's the yeah, that, like that's yoda exactly. Yeah. So they have a uh, um, an ultimate collector series version of Yoda. So similar to the big Porg that came out, um, uh-huh. that was I think it was about seventy dollars US, probably around a thousand pieces. They have a Yoda coming out. So pieces. he's got his little uh, a green wow. lightsaber there. He looks just really creepy. I, I don't does. think I'd want to build that. 
uh, bring it to <laughs> or my have life, that anywhere or in any spot that you can. Yeah. 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 it's like having a doll so collection a i don't know about you guys but i feel like if you had like a, a like a doll collection like in a cabinet or something they're just staring at you all the time it's a little creepy yeah it's so creepy because i i think this one blinks too look at oh, his eyelids oh god. god i would not be surprised if it's if motorized Yoda, I, i'm Lego, just, just like, burn it blinks just burn yeah. it all kill it with fire yeah yeah <laughs> demonic yoda let's do it you know what you could do you could just add a little bit of hair and make it yaddle there you go <laughs> <laughs> great new, new yaddle figure from lego let's go guys <laughs> yeah so underrated it's so good i saw one of those uh social posts it was um build your star wars roster you have 15 dollars and i had that. all these star wars heroes at different price points and yaddle was a dollar i know 15 <laughs> jedi master like, man on the council yaddles. yeah done there you go it's like it's That's like budget steal. yoda basically it's budget yoda yeah let's do it it's true all right let's move on give to us the... a rom-com with yaddle and yoda <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh, it's like them like being roommates or something. Oh my goodness. I would um, feel a little uncomfortable watching it, but I'm like, out of respect to the Jedi Order, like we have to sit through this. Exactly. <laughs> and you got you ha you have to have both of them these Lego uh, puppets instead with these like creepy I eyes. Oh after after like the forty minute mark of them both talking to each other, do you think you'd go insane from their speech patterns? Probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you'd start thinking in those speech patterns and speaking like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you All think right. you would have, like, if there's an entire feature-length film of Yoda and Yaddle and they say everything kind of backwards, do you think there would be subtitles of, like, them actually saying the words in the right order? I feel like there's an episode title somewhere in here. I just can't think of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you come up with a if the Yaddle and, uh, Yoda, sh the, uh, Yaddle and Yoda show, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Message me on Twitter. All right. Um, backwards, why? Yeah. Uh... TV shows. A um, few more things that have come out. Uh, the newest thing was the Resistance Season 2 trailer. Um, I know I've seen all of Resistance Season 1. I know Noma and Ed have seen maybe pieces of it. And Derek, have you watched it? Uh, I, I've watched I've watched um, bits and pieces. Okay. So I'm not fully comprehensive, but I've watched like the highlights of it. I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I like this self-shading animation. But some of the like um, Star Wars shows geared at younger audiences, um, I'll watch the first couple of episodes and then I just kind of fall off. Yeah, I think mm. Resistance was one of those shows where like if you didn't watch, like there was, there was maybe like six, seven episodes that were awesome, and if you didn't get to those at all, it's just like the it's like why am I watching this show? Um, it was a really slow burn at the beginning and throughout like parts of like the middle and in like second part after the mid-season uh finale there's just like amazing episodes it just interspersed in between the entire season and you get to them and they would just blow your mind and then you get an episode where they're just like running around colossus trying to escape some thug or just trying to escape the first order or something and uh it kind of was a hit and miss for me but like you said derek like it's it's basically it's made for little kids it's not made for us really um there's a handful of things in there that happen that you're like okay this kind of has something to pertain to with the entirety of star wars and the, the canon storyline but as far as the season two trailer goes i don't know if you've seen it yet but man it looks yeah i watched it packed. like this is what people wanted i think with uh, resistance and interestingly enough it's the second season but the final season 
of yeah. resistance, which is kind of a shock to a lot of people. Um, I've heard people talking about, you know, having the fact that resistance, like telling us at the beginning that, you know, resistance is only going to be two seasons or is this something that maybe they decided recently, right? Um, who knows? But what do you guys think of kind of the, the trailer that we saw there? As like, I don't think that I'm the target demographic for, I don't think any of us are the tar- target demographic for Star Wars Rebels. No. But as a Star Wars fan, or Resistance, I'm really mean. happy that, sorry, uh, Star Wars Resistance. I'm really happy that it's being made for a younger generation because Star Wars, as we've all kind of like shared earlier in the podcast, our, our parents or like a different generation, the mm-hmm. original trilogy generation kind of gifted it to us. And I'm really glad that people can share it with their children. And even if they're wearing Stormtrooper pajamas or watching Star Wars uh, Resistance, it's still something that you can share with, exactly. with generations, with your family. And so, um, mm. you know, while I might not watch it and it's maybe it's not made for me, I love that different people can be a part of this wonderful, beautiful story that we're telling. Um, and so I'm, I'm really happy that it's made and I'll get the cliff notes of, of all the, uh, important Canon material. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's exactly. some good, there's yeah. some good points with being able to share with family, you know, like I have some cousins that are pretty young, like five, six, seven years old. And, um, they're watching clone wars, like the t- the uh, TV series. And I think resistance and rebels is going to be coming out next for them. And they're, they're that target demographic where they're just in awe. And like when Kaz is a bumbling idiot, that's where they're going to get their laughs. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be good for them for sure. So funny you mentioned that because when the trailer starts and I've, I've never actually seen Colossus station out of the water. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Oh, why does it look like the sun crusher? <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. I like the design of that. And I was actually starting to kind of, I mean, I wasn't listening with any audio. I was kind of starting to get on board right up until the scene in the market where Kaz does a pratfall yeah and i was like oh it's still it's still resistance but <laughs> i mean still I, resistance. <laughs> exactly so i probably i probably won't watch it but i do 100 percent where uh i do 100 percent agree with derek and get where he's coming from because this is the star wars stuff i would have wanted when i was a kid yeah when episode one or two came out that there's a reason why i watched the uh tartofsky hope i'm not butchering that name uh clone wars over and over again because that's all i all we had back then right wow yeah, that i sound 2D, old saying that that 2d um, animation yeah yeah exactly and it was awesome and dirge was amazing dirge uh, yeah dirge oh, that's another man. eu character oh, i'd love to come back you oh 100 yes. um so I'm, I'm not gonna be like oh i can't believe they're doing this to such a waste it's, it's not for me honestly i i like dan said i gave it i think i got some man in the high tower so episode six or seven and I, I called everything that was going to happen during it. And then after that, I was like, I'm not, it's not really holding my attention, but you know, that's fine. I'm not, a, not all the Star Wars stuff is going to hold me. I'm sure when we eventually get to reading Chewbacca on the Forest of Fear, I'm not going to be held yeah, by that. That either, book right? is the best book. What are you talking about, man? Oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be worth your audible credit. It's totally going to be worth it. it. It's oh, never been a better don't. time to be a Star Wars fan. I mean, yeah. thinking about when kind of millennials were kids, we had the original trilogy. And like before the prequel trilogy, we had uh, action figures that were being re-released to the same characters for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had, you know, uh, like the Christmas special. We had a handful of like kind <laughs> of um, 
legends or expanded universe books and everything, but we never had anything really concrete. And just, I think about the kids now, they have new toys coming out every couple of months, uh, Funko Pops, they have new TV shows, movies, uh, comics, they have everything to immerse themselves in Star Wars. And there's really like, I, I think Star Wars Resistance is one of these gateway shows that mm-hmm. it's bright and colorful, it's action packed, it's got the humor for kids and the plot twists for kids. Um, and then it gets them hooked, and then they go into a Target, into the toy aisle, and say, oh, there's there's a Stormtrooper. Look, check it out. And they kind of, like, wean themselves onto uh, more intensive Star Wars storytelling material. So yeah. I, I'm just – it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. I just yeah. love to acknowledge that. I'm just so stoked. Go ahead, Noma. Oh, I was just going to say, and and TV is just – it's such a more accessible medium, right? Like, I remember when yeah, we were growing on up, demand. Yeah, because people, I, I know I hear internet people online saying like, oh, when I was a kid, you know, our Star Wars stuff was a lot more adult and, you know, they didn't need to hold back. And I'm like, really? Because I remember reading a book that was The Glove of Darth Vader with Anakin Solo, two other, two other random Jedi, and a Force-sensitive rabbit that yeah. was a Jedi Master. That's fantastic. And there was a Force princess, and the bad guy was some Imperial with three eyes. It got weird, like... We had weird stuff. There's the Ewok thing with the Lonely Mountain or whatever it is. Like, we had our our weird canon back then. It's just nobody knew it because it was books. Yeah. And nobody cares about books. Um, granted, I did. That's probably half the reason I can actually read as well as I do because there's so much Star- <laughs> so many Star Wars books out there to read. Someone someone debate uh, that, Noma. Someone would debate that. <laughs> oh well, I mean, you know, I can read. Well, so, oh, I see. This is an Asian jab isn't it no no no, no it's 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 a temple archives jab come on it's a temple archives jab. no no i get you i get you. okay okay <laughs> it's good but though. uh yeah no it's, it's good that there there's so much more star wars media out there that's so much more digestible for everybody yeah and i think i think the one thing that i never really thought about until now is that kids don't have to worry about watching a show out of order or missing an episode now it's like mm-hmm. it's all on demand so you can get the story you can understand it better for us we had to decipher stuff with you know yeah. i don't know if you guys watched Yu-Gi-Oh, but like or pokemon or any of that stuff on the tv back mm-hmm. in the day but like yeah. you watched an episode you missed an episode you're like oh they were just here now they're, they're... over here what is happening were... and you kind of had to fill in your own blanks and like watch the oh, reruns yeah. there's such a gap out there because there are kids that like my cousin doesn't know what channel surfing is yeah because it just oh yeah isn't something he has to deal with so um, no, it's crazy how i was teaching I was teaching my grade threes today, first day of school, and uh, we we're talking about you know interests and stuff, introducing mm-hmm. everybody. And one of the students said, um, "I like X Men," and ninety percent of the class was like, "What's X Men?" Oh boy! And I'm like, "Oh no! Oh no!" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you know, like X Men first class." And I'm like, "Oh no! Even worse! <laughs> oh no! Here we go!" And you were like, "It's not real X Men." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "No, no, no! You don't know the real X Men." <laughs> yeah i had to hold back but it was pretty good <laughs> a lot of the new generation they have their things that they grew up with right it's mm-hmm. it's their it's their childhood memories and everything and it's what they make of it right and we got to help them kind of build those um fandoms and passions of of you know loving something that is yeah. a hobby right getting into the same uh things that we like but in different ways basically exactly hmm Speaking of things that we like, though, and all of us, I'm sure, love. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of stealing your your thunder here, Dan. But uh, 
I mean, the other TV <laughs> show that we got trailers for was The Mandalorian. And I'm have has everyone seen the trailer for Mandalorian? Oh yeah, yes. Yep. Though boy. I'm 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 loving the footage from Chicago more. Um, it's it's like yeah. bootleg on YouTube still, and just like watching <laughs> that, we got more scenes from that I think, and more of a good feel for it. But the the trailer for this was awesome. Yeah, there is honestly I I only have really one or two um, things that that really came to mind. The first was the fact that at the the Chicago celebration thing you were talking about, we got to see the kind of behind the scenes on how they how they got the Razor Crest to work. Yeah, and how it that was in amazing. Space and all of that. Yeah, and so in this extended footage, we actually learn that the shot that we saw the Razor Crest in, I assume it, it might not be, but it looks pretty identical. The shot that the Razor Crest was in is actually in a dogfight with another ship. Yeah, it looks like it. Mm-hmm. And that I'm super excited about because I mean, Star Wars dogfights are my life. Um, oh, space battles of any kind, man. Oh yeah, and like, but it's, I don't know. At least for me, especially Star Wars, just because. I don't know. I, I like those old World War II kind of plane fights, and you do that in space. That's everything I want. Yep. Um, but the other thing that I thought was kind of cool is there's one shot where um, the Mandalorian is standing there, and there's a guy on an animal kind of walking up towards him. Oh, the Twilight? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm pretty sure those are the, the mounts from Ryloth. So yeah, they are. I think – so, I mean – Maybe they grow on other planets, but it would be cool if he's on Ryloth, right? That would, I'm sure that would be a a place that a uh, gritty mercenary would go to because from what we've always seen of Ryloth, it's not the happiest place in the galaxy. Does anybody remember the name of those animals or those lizard things? So if you don't, P, maybe? No, it's it's a blurg. A blurg. It's the best name. It's like it, it looks like a blurg. It definitely looks like a blurg. <laughs> but uh, Ed, are you excited no, for The sense. Mandalorian? Is that so a real question? So <laughs> I don't know. Ed's been quiet. I'm just waiting for him to like jump jump to the gun here. There are a bunch of people who I want to see more of, uh, including just from the Empire side. Um, I guess you'd seen him most in Breaking Bad, but just every, every, I guess, not act. Well, yeah, every actor they've gotten for this for each role seems so perfectly cast that it's just like we are in for a masterpiece and it needs mm. to be November as soon as possible so I can watch this. And hopefully we do get everything day one because I will be that guy who streams the entire thing day one. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. They, they announced uh, last week that all of Disney Plus original content is going to be released weekly. So uh, it is. we might get good and bad. Off the get-go, but I mean, <laughs> the, the pros are every episode we get to unpack and all the fans get we to like cherish it for what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't, uh, you can't binge it. So it's going to be, do we know how, how long the episode order is? I think there's 10 episodes like 10 from episodes. Mandalorian, yeah, and they're about an hour long each. So it could be about eight, nine weeks. Which is nice because, honestly, I prefer to watch them uh, sequentially because you get you there's more time for you to dissect, like you said. There's more time for yeah. you to absorb it, and there's more time for you to watch it, right? You watch it over time, so then the next thing that comes out is next. Like, it's right there, right? You don't have to wait, you know three months for the next thing it's right it's going to be like this and then in 2020 it's going to be clone wars and but we have the movie coming up 
So we see, have... I was going to say the other pro is that if we record during the Mandalorian streaming, you'll all get to hear what it sounds like when Ed's going through the equivalent of crack withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so y- yes, but you and me both, man. <laughs> Just because in every sort of other Mandalorian representation we've seen, whether it be the movies or the Clone Wars, uh, they're always very uniform. In the mm. sense where they'll have like a single set color. It wasn't until Sabine came through, but she was just doing customization on hers and spray painting and stuff, where you got to see a bit more color and a bit more to what the armor actually is. And to finally have somebody who, like, if you, at first glance, somebody would just be like, ugh, this is going to drift your guy just wearing all this different stuff. But I, that's one of the, the one things I like about it so much, where he's like, He's got patchwork armor, and it shows he's been, like, traveling yeah. across the galaxy just doing mm. what the job entails, so he has the gear he needs for it. So it's not about some pretty, like, oh, I'm the equivalent of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean running around. It's like, no, I'm going to destroy. I'm out here to do a job. I'm going to do my job, and that's exactly. it. Exactly. Like, in that trailer when he shoots the door and it crushes, like, it, you're like, that guy's yeah. going to get cut in half. You're like, this is the show we have been waiting for. Oh, you know, yeah. they're going to do it. They're going to do it right. Um, th- it, it, it's it's weirdly interesting to me how how much dirty stormtroopers throw me off. Like, yeah, because yeah, they're always I, pristine, right? Exactly. Yeah. And because this is, uh, you know, Imperial Remnant, it's just like I understand that they're, you know, they're they're not going to have the same equipment. They're not going to be able to upkeep their armor. But it looks so interesting to me that it's like, yeah, gritty and grimy. You can like that tells me more that the Empire has fallen than I think anything else they could show or tell me. Yeah, no, because they're almost roughing it like rebels, right? Yeah, they're, exactly, they're basically exactly. hiding in the shadows. Yeah, because they're they can't show themselves. Otherwise, they're going to get killed, right? Yeah, or taken to trial at least. You know, like there's repercussions after losing a war like that, especially mm-hmm. so badly. Um, so, so that that whole thing, I think, is going to be really interesting to me because I know that they do hit it in a couple of things like Battlefront 2 and Aftermath and stuff like that. Yeah. But really seeing the Empire desperately trying to cling on to what it has left. They're doing a really good much... job at, at painting that picture for sure. Yeah, exactly. So. And at the beginning can, of that trailer, can we with talk all, like, about the, the uh... yeah, that was brutal. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of the trailer was uh, IG-11, voiced by Taika Waititi. Yeah, voiced <laughs> by Taika Waititi, which is like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, we got internet, Wi-Fi password, no password, you know, just jump right on, you know, like that kind of how, thing. How do you take the stupidest looking bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back and make it the coolest looking thing in that entire trailer with that it featured a Mandalorian? It's spinning, shoot, like shooting the blasters. I was like, oh, like, that's that just fantastic. Love seeing it. Yeah. IG-11. And oh, the fact that he's great. voiced by Taika Waititi is just amazing. Like, I was not expecting that. Um, it's going to be so much fun. And look how, like, murder droid this thing is, you know? Like, Triple Zero was cool because he was, like, the slow burn kind of villain. But this thing's just a murder machine. Like, it's just going to go out and destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not IG-88 is, like, whoa. How does this relate to it, then? Is there any sort of... You know, is this this is this like the um, the remnants of the IG series, or is this something completely different? You know. Well, if it's IG eleven, he might be an even older model, right? Which would also be interesting. Yeah, could be pre pre IG eighty eight bounty hunting. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or it, it could be something like the HKs as well, right? Where oh it's just, boy. Uh, yes, please. It's Yeah, that's the same kind of thing where it's like, well, you were built for this, and then every version is just going to be a, a, quotes, better version. Exactly. Um, let's talk about that image from, uh, it looks like Entertainment Weekly, um, of the Mandalorian fighting against two Trandoshans. It looks like it's like figures, but it's actually it like... It looks like figures, yeah. Just, I think it's the angle. Mm-hmm. It makes them look smaller. Um, the angle that the shot was someone taken Someone was at. saying to... Yeah, someone was saying too. there's something about... I, I can't remember the details, but on Reddit someone was saying like, if you do something with like a high shutter speed, but a slow... Um, actually taking the picture, I'm not sure how it works, but basically they were saying that you can get images where it's there's no motion blur, there's no dust particles, Interesting. and it kind of comes out looking like that. So that might have been what they were doing. Could be like well. aperture speed or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure. The Trandoshans look fantastic. This is like the first, like the first time we've seen Trandoshans apart from Bosk in canon, like live action. Um. This is really interesting, and as we know, Trandoshans are bounty hunting species, or like they're like a hunting kind of species um, mm. of of alien. And the fact that he's brawling with two of them, they're some fearsome hunters. So I'm excited to see how that goes. It looks like they're they got these like vibro axes almost, yeah, or like pikes, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but man, oh man, they look cool. Everyone's everyone's I just down love the Durban. Seeing- the the Mandalorian's uh is what would you call his rifle? I know he's in the in the in the holiday special. The fork gun. Uh, the fork <laughs> gun. I love him like using that like kind of like a melee weapon. So it looks yeah. like he's blocking with that. Um, mm. In the Star Wars celebration footage they showed, they actually showed him firing it, which is fantastic. So, yeah, it's yeah. Like a charge really shot. To just yeah, yeah, it it looks sick. It's it's also, basically like a barbecue fork. Too. Oh yeah. yeah, it is. It's a barbecue fork. I love it. <laughs> um have you seen the holiday special at all derek i haven't seen it for a long long time okay. i watched it as a kid but you know yeah, it, like it, it has such up. a bad reputation that like it's I, I just try to steer clear um, um there's a scene with boba fett in, a, in the cartoon where he's like first introduced and that's the weapon he's carrying i don't know if right, you noticed right. that but yeah 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 it's interesting to say the least um to see that weapon and see it actually in action this time Here's a question for you guys, just related to the Mandalorian, but kind of off topic from this image. So um, John Favreau was asked, is it possible that the Mandalorian is Boba Fett or will Boba Fett be in the Mandalorian? And his answer was, in my opinion, uh, like very dodgy. Like he basically said, uh, Boba Fett is not one of the all new original characters we're introducing in the Mandalorian. Which yeah. to me, if Boba Fett was not in this, a simple like straightforward no it's would not have him. sufficed. Yeah. Um, so like canonically, they've um, been very quiet about whether Boba Fett survives the um, Sarlacc. the Sarlacc pit or not after Return of the Jedi. So I'm really interested to see if if we get any nod to Boba Fett if Pedro Pascal potentially is grown up Boba Fett um, or if he's collecting DNA from Boba Fett. So. Um, I'm really interested. What do you guys think? The the like fever dream in my mind that would be amazing is something like first season of Mandalorian. You know, he's meeting all these people, all these building this contact network. Um, you know, just showing us how how he works. And then the end of season one slash beginning of season two is something like Boba Fett finding the Mandalorian and being like, "Hey, I need you to help me." 
basically like become Mandalore. That would I'm be looking for... amazing. Yeah, like in my in my like fever dreams, it would be like, oh, this would be amazing if that leads into the Mandalorian, and it because the second season is like the the Mandalore, and it just goes nuts oh. from there. But or just Mandalore. Be... Like yeah, exactly. Could could you imagine at the end of season two, final scene is like, um, the Mandalorian is like walking out a door or something, and all you hear is Boba Fett in the background, and he says those words he's like, "Hey, I got a job," and then just <laughs> cuts black. Exactly right. Oh my god, no, the, so good. The only reason I also feel like it's a fever dream is because I think Rebels nicely tied up Bo Katarn as Mandalore. Yeah. Um. And unless they do something else with that, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, after you know, after the empire fell, her reign collapsed, or something like that. Unless it's something like that, I can't see that happening. Because why would Bo Katarn go evil? Um, I think the interesting thing too so, is John Favreau knows everything about Mandalore and Mandalorians, oh, yeah. and like he's a huge Mandalorian fanboy. Um, so I think he's gonna do justice to this, and he actually voiced Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars. Yeah, is I it blew my mind when I figured that out. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's just amazing. Oh yeah. So anything to come back do, from from Mandalore, man. Do we know if we're getting like have they confirmed that a season two uh, will happen for the Mandalorian? Yep, they or confirmed season possible? two already. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's in pre-production, <laughs> um, which is amazing. So uh, mm-hmm. the fact that it's already greenlit for season two is a really good sign that season one is looking good. Um, and they're expecting good things about it. I think it helps too that it's on Disney Plus, their new streaming series that's coming out. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, Derek, since you were at D twenty three, did you get the the three year sub? I did. Oh yeah, my god, was, man! Uh, I'm so jealous. Four dollars US nice. for a three year commitment. So I'm excited about that. Four dollars a month I, or four dollars uh, in total? Uh, four dollars a month. So okay. I think it's one hundred and forty US for three years. That's fantastic. Um, which, and you you can have. Uh, I think seven accounts within your oh Disney God. Plus like account like paid plan, and Ooh. then up to four people can watch it at, at like the same time. So if you have no so. friends, I'm gonna sl- slip you some money <laughs> under this digital <laughs> podcast table and get some account. Four dollars, yeah, several ways. <laughs> That's um, amazing. I'd, I'd also like to share uh, one of the fun facts that they um, shared in in Star Wars Celebration. So John Favreau, Dave Filoni came out to promote The Mandalorian, and um, they basically said, we shot this in LA and we needed more people. We needed more oh, yes. stormtroopers for oh, some of the shots. The, yeah, and so, yeah. um, and they needed, they needed like this casting call for stormtroopers like immediately. So what mm-hmm. they did is they actually phoned up some of the 501st Legion, yep. uh, like the, uh, the international fan based, I, I guess, screen accurate cosplayers. I don't know if cosplay is like, uh, it's like a um, cosplay charity. Yeah. yeah. Professional <laughs> um, cosplay, I guess. But so, so they brought a lot of them in as like background extras and apparently they were so good during their scenes. Like they, they didn't need much training. They walked like stormtroopers. They talked and acted like stormtroopers mm-hmm. that, uh, John Favreau was like, these guys are fantastic. They'll be on screen. So, uh, a lot of the stormtroopers you'll see, or a number of the stormtroopers you'll see in the Mandalorian are actually part of the 501st Legion. And yeah. they went from screen accurate to screen worn. So I think that's so cool that, uh, that John Favreau made that happen for them. And I think the really interesting yeah, thing too is that uh, I think they had like fifty five hundred first members that or something like that, from what I remember yeah. from the mm-hmm. panel. Um, but yeah, they the fact that you can involve the fandom and yeah, like you said, make it from screen accurate to screen worn is really cool. Now that those characters are actually you know fans and part of Star Wars now, you know, 
just makes yeah, it and, that much more relevant for them. Yeah, because yeah. imagine being able to say, like, I was in The Mandalorian as a stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I think we were originally joking about that when we saw that, because uh, that, that was when we saw some of the other fight scene footage, and it's the one where um, The Mandalorian, like, slams a stormtrooper in the face and, like, shatters his mask. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. brutal. And, yeah. Yeah, and I think we were making a joke there where it was like, do you think that was a fight with first guy? And afterwards he was like, no, my mask! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he made a porcelain that looked like... Uh, it was oh, great. it was an accident, but it looked really cool when we did it. It's okay, it's screen, it's screen accurate now. It's screen worn, and here it is. Just yeah. put, put it back yeah, exactly. on. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Any other final thoughts on The Mandalorian before we move on to the last topic here? I think that's it. We're excited. It's awesome. November 12th, right? Uh, November 12th, that's right. Uh, and just a quick point. Resistance is like October 4th or 6th or something like that, um, just for those who are interested. Uh, the last thing we got from D23 was um, two things. The Cassian Andor series on Disney+, Plus. a little bit more details on that, vaguely. And then the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus TV series. What? Who would have thought that we would get an Obi-Wan TV series, guys? Like, whoa. Mm. Who's excited? It's kind of better than what we wanted, right? I know. I mean, there's, a yeah, movie there's versus a TV series? Movie. Let's go. Like, for, for years. And, like, this is, like, the way I see it is, I think they announced it was going to be a six-part series. So if it's okay. six one-hour installments, that's six hours of footage versus, like, a two-hour theatrical film. Like, more I'm Ian for McGregor, it. man. Or Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh, my goodness. Ewan McGregor, yeah. yeah. That's going to be I'm some good stuff. It. Here's a question for you guys. Do you think that it's going to take place... Uh, completely on planet on Tatooine, or or is he going to go off planet at all? Uh, I, I've heard that a lot too. Yeah, I, I think it would be enticing if you went off planet because you can do a lot more. But I think it would be nice to kind of get the underworld of Jabba's world on Tatooine because mm. there is some. I don't know if you read the comics at all, the Marvel comics, but there's yeah. some flashbacks to like Obi Wan's journal when he's on Tatooine dealing with the Huts, and like mm-hmm. they see him as this like you know, hermit out in the, in the wastes and stuff like that. And, you know, no one can, you know, get him or see him or anything like that. So I feel like kind of building up the mystique of Obi-Wan as the hermit in the desert would be very cool. And I just don't think that he would leave the planet because he has to watch over Luke. He's not there all the time, but he has to make sure that he's safe. And I feel like that's his, 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 um, his mission and his, his creed, I guess, is just to keep the look safe. Yeah, the the only way I can really see him leaving planet is if it was something like, um, maybe the first couple parts are like, oh, it builds up his mystique of oh, this um, uh, mysterious old man in the desert, and then maybe that brings like an inquisitor to Tatooine to be Ooh. like, I wonder if it's a Jedi. Yeah, and then Obi Wan's like, whoops, I have to get off planet, um, in order to protect Luke. So that that's really the only thing I could see. I'd love to see that happen though, because Obi Wan versus an Inquisitor. Oh, <laughs> would you guys pay to That'd see um, live action version of Rebels? Uh, Obi Wan versus Maul. Absolutely, that would <laughs> like, be like yeah, Ray Park in Rebels, but and... like my dad has never seen that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And imagine like Ray Park mm. and Ian McGregor back at it again. That final scene reenacted in live action. That would be pretty yeah. amazing. As long as they, they kept it the same as Rebels, I'd be very down for that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Just the, that one quick motion, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, any any thoughts on, on where the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi might go or just kind of beta breath? So kind of like, see? 
going over cliff notes, uh, a couple of other friends of mine have a podcast called Let's Write podcast nice. and uh they did a full oh, nice. like hour and a half episode um about uh obi-wan kenobi spin-off like a star wars story film where they actually wrote an entire treatment made a poster Ooh. it's really cool and essentially like the major beats they went over and they're huge star wars fans is um obi-wan is on tatooine he's really frustrated with he uh they had like the the empire just taken over he feels defeated and helpless and he feels like he wants to be in more of an action-oriented role and not just like babysitting for 19 years on Tatooine. Um, he doesn't like mm. being in exile. So him being a very by-the-book Jedi is very conflicted. He has this inner turmoil of he knows that Yoda and he, he have to go into hiding. He has to protect baby Luke, but he also wants to get out there and have a rematch with Darth Vader and get out and fight the Empire. Yeah. So he has an eternal struggle where he doesn't want to stay on Tatooine Um and then he meets a mother and her young daughter um, who are pursued by the Empire. And he needs to like spend the entire movie protecting them uh, from Tusken Raiders and the Empire that come while also babysitting Luke or kind of keeping him mm -hmm. in his field of vision. Um, they go off planet after the young daughter was kidnapped by the Empire. He, he goes off planet. Uh, rescues her and then has this realization of, okay, I need to go. I need to stay on Tatooine. This is my mandate. Um, this I think is in that renewed sense of, of uh, duty. Totally, totally. The renewed sense of duty. He has a forced vision of Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon basically yes, telling him, it has like, to be I have there. to do this. Um, and then basically at the end of this kind of treatment film, um, it's revealed that like the mother has been killed and the young daughter is revealed to be Mara Jade, uh, which would be a really oh. cool way of folding her into canon. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be really cool. If you guys can give that a listen. It's called Let's Write Podcast. Um, and they did a really good job. They did their homework. They researched it. They researched canon. And in terms of an Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, I would love for it to follow those beats. I think and then that's... selfishly, mm -hmm. I'd love for them to canonize Mary Jade as like a young girl in that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a good spot to end it, guys. Unless you guys have any other thoughts on the Obi Wan Kenobi series and or Cassian Andor. Mm. I think that's it. All right, nope. Ed, are you I've good? Got, I've, I've got just one little thing that I can throw in there. Um, I'll be super quick, I promise. Which is just the one thing that I was following for D23 more than anything else. Because, like I said before, I basically got an addiction. Is uh, <laughs> Fantasy Flight Games. Because they were also at D23. Yeah, they were. And I am about to lose a lot more money. Because <laughs> they announced this that uh, one of the games I play is Star Wars Armada. Which is capital ship combat. Um, and I love it a lot because it really kind of feels like a capital ship kind of you're doing the overview of like a space a fleet battle and really getting in there but they've announced that they are stopping production on the rebel and imperial armada stuff now why would i be excited about that well that's because they're switching from rebels and empire to clone wars everything's oh. clone wars man man yes. let's do it Yes, so they're going to be doing uh, Separatist and Republic stuff. They've already basically announced that the Venator's coming out. Yeah, and wow. one of the, yeah, and one one of the things that I'm super excited about is they just finished releasing the Super Star Destroyer for Empire, and it's the largest model that they've ever done. Yes, and what they've said was that their plan is to not make it as big as the Super Star Destroyer, but the first huge ship for Clone Wars is going to be the Malevolence. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, nice. Yeah, there, there, there's, that's not, like, concrete, so don't take my word for that, but it's, like, very heavily that's the direction they want to go in. I want to see so, Tarkin's Spire. 
Oh yeah, that's right, the stealth ship. Yeah, the stealth ship. That would be so yeah. cool. And the carrion spike. Yeah, the carrion spike. That would be so yeah. cool. So where do we mail our wallets to get this? Yes, exactly. uh, to Noma, and then he'll purchase everything <laughs> and never give you anything that he's purchased. That's that that's how it works. Exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. Yeah, but, like I was already super invested in the Empire versus Rebels because I love the Battle of Endor, but now I'm like, welp. I'm going to get, like, five Venators and, like, five uh, Munificent and Droid Control Centers, and that's just going to be it. <laughs> so, no, I think what we have to do is reach out to our uh, our contacts over at Fantasy Flight to see if they can hook us up with some review copies. That's oh, what I'm hearing. that would be... That's what I'm hearing. Oh, my God. I will, I will, I will let you be the head of that spear if you want. And that's we can that's see. absolutely fair. <laughs> yeah, and we can see how that goes. Maybe, maybe with our fingers crossed, we'll see. I think mm-hmm. at Chicago, we talked to the guys at the booth there and they were, we were talking about, uh, I don't know who they were, who you were talking to exactly about Fantasy Flight, but yeah. you said that one of the episodes was named Fantasy Flight Fanatic for our show. And mm-hmm. he was like, what, really? That's crazy. And it was like a full <laughs> episode of just like Fantasy Flight releases that were coming out. Yeah. That was fantastic. I, I am a fiend when it comes yeah. to this stuff. <laughs> I think the episode image that we made was like a guy throwing money at Fantasy Flight minis on like yeah. the table and just his face was noma's face that we have on the website yeah <laughs> it was just amazing uh so good it was a lot of fun all right i think that does it for this episode let's do the uh let's round out and uh head to the outro guys sounds good okay Welcome to the end of this week's episode of the Voice of the Force podcast. So, for our fan pick of the podcast, we've got something that is really cool, and I really like this. It is uh, a Studio Ghibli-inspired Resistance art. So, specifically, it's the TV show Resistance, um, and it is the fi- Fireball? Firebolt? Fireball, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah it's got a female uh rebel or resistance pilot and i think one of the bb droids from the show yeah i can't remember Um, the designation but it's like something like something to do with like bb heart or something like that mm -hmm. and it is it is really nice like this looks very kind of ghibli faithful um it's got the same kind of very nice kind of pastel color palette and it's the the you know very bright tonal colors very nice uh blue sky background gradient that really helps the fireball pop um yeah really really cool and it's apparently done by uh stefan zavala who is a concept artist to ilm uh which explains why this image looks so good yeah ILM. you have to you have to have the, your stuff in an order at ilm i think mm-hmm. and they actually they on the the link that we have they show a bunch of his other uh concept art and drawings and man they are also they absolutely are gorgeous i would buy prince yeah. of these any day like that star destroyer oh yeah, yeah. The star destroyer coming out of like the storm it looks like that's i think that's like the concept art for that solo fantastic like yeah. the yeah. Mm-hmm. storm oh my god there's some good stuff is that like a a batman from like assassin's creed or something that's fantastic uh, yeah, like a. It could be the one where he went through after getting hit by the Omega Beam. Oh yeah, that's right. Time. 
<laughs> oh my goodness colonial batman there's some yeah. really good stuff in here um but yeah i love this resistance picture it's really cool and it's just mm -hmm. nice to kind of showcase art like this and just people who've you know shown their their love for you know especially resistance which is not a, a well-loved show i'd say in the in the wide star wars community but for kids i mean it kind of brings you both kids and adults to this since you know if you're a fan of studio ghibli or whatnot oh yeah for sure exactly uh, and aside from that, we've also got a couple of Twitter handles. If you're interested in uh, following Derek or hearing anything that he's got to say on Twitter, uh, Derek, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, I am Diet, uh, Diet Coca Cola on Twitter. That's like Diet C O C A K O E H L E R on Twitter. Um, post a lot about Star Wars. <laughs> That's about it. Do you wanna Do you wanna just say that one more time? Sure, I'm uh, Diet Coca-Cola on Twitter. That's Diet C O C A K O E H L E R. Awesome. Diet Coca-Cola. Sounds nice. good. Um, can they find your work on uh, the Adam um, uh, Twitter account as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay. if you want to follow uh, Adam Tickets on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, um, that's me. So it's at Adam Tickets, A T O M Tickets, and um, yeah, we post about the like the latest movie news and posters and trailers uh, and some fun like engaging social graphics. So um, it's a lot of fun. Give that a follow as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've also got Dan on Twitter. And uh, Dan, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can find me on the uh, Twitters as well at Daniel J, the letter J, and Venard, V-E-N-N-A-R-D. And I also post about uh, um, Star Wars a lot and retweet a whole bunch of stuff in the podcast and news and all that kind of stuff. But I also post a lot about anime, so like One Piece and all that kind of <laughs> thing as well. So if you're a fan of any of that stuff, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, yeah, thanks. Awesome. Uh, so... If, like I said before, at the near the beginning of the podcast, you didn't quite catch how to contact us, we'll go through that one more time. So you can email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got our own Twitter, which is at voiceforcepod. And uh, like we said before, retweeting with our new episode, sorry, retweeting our new episode tweets does help with our growing listener base and is very much appreciated. We've got a Facebook page as well. That's facebook.com slash voiceforcepod. And uh, you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to us on a whole bunch of podcasts. And the question is, who's going to try and do the challenge today? I, I'll do it today. All right. I'll do it today. So, it's the last one. Here uh, we go. So, yeah, Derek, if you don't know, I'm not sure how caught up with our stuff uh, you are. But what we've been doing lately is just at the end of this episode, we just try to say all of the podcasts that were available on as fast as possible. And uh, see who does a better listeners. job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just in case Fast nobody wants to know. Still being kind of clear. All right. Yes. Well, that's that's what you did. I just straight up fumbled the last part when I tried. Guys, I'm gonna butcher this. It's gonna be terrible. I might say some uh, some words in here that might not be what they are said, but uh, let's try it out. <laughs> yeah, whenever you're ready. All right. You can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Podcast, and Podbean. Uh, reviewing helps with visibility. And uh, you can subscribe yeah. for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases, guys. Um, again, if you didn't catch any of what I just said, 
You can find us <laughs> on pretty much any major podcatcher, um, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Those are probably the bigger ones. Um, and Spotify probably too. So uh, mm -hmm. with all that said, I just want to say thank you for uh, coming on the show, Derek. Um, it was, yeah. It's been thank fantastic you to have you back uh, and talk to you a little bit. If you ever do want to come back onto the podcast, you are more than welcome. Um, you can just send us a line and say when you're free, and we'll see if Absolutely. we can get you back on. I'd like um, that. I feel like uh, you're, you're a good addition to the, the podcast with all your Star Wars knowledge and fandom and, and hype and everything, which is good. Let's unpack the Mandalorian and maybe Star Wars 9. Oh, man. Ooh. We'll do like a Mandalorian roundtable or something. How about that? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Um, awesome. And at the end of the show, uh, Derek, I'm just going to slip you, like I said, some money digitally. And uh, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get into that uh, Disney Plus circle. <laughs> anyway, with all that said, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Voice of the Force podcast. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>